Seven, six, five. <laughs> we can't use none of this. Right. Oh, no. Go. Too incriminating. <laughs> but man, that's funny. Yeah, we can delete all that shit. Said, just <laughs> <flip> that one, <laughs> that part. <laughs> like, damn. Yeah, you got a line on me like a motherfucker. Yeah, let that shit rock. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna hit the record button for the video. I don't know what of this we will keep. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna figure out how to clip it up, chop it up, and put it on YouTube at some point. Chubby, Scrooge gonna be on. Well, well. I'll be in the back. I'll be in the background slides. laughing. Yeah, singing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you cool with being on the? Uh, on the yeah, I'm, oh yeah, I'm cool. Hey, hey, that nigga douche go come in like ooh wee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with the Charlie Wilson. Charlie Wilson. <laughs> 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 We've been recording, ain't we? One, two, three, four. Yeah, I've been recording. Oh yeah, you know what? We can start right there. We can start exactly when. Yeah, I know. We good. Let's go. <laughs> Leave <laughs> <laughs> the people guessing what we're talking about. Exactly. It's called right. a tease, ladies and gentlemen. Professional radio uh, personalities. <laughs> we're good at what we do. Right. <laughs> we get 150 retweets. We'll release that audio. <laughs> <laughs> Tim gonna try to uh, hide the post and shit. Like, <laughs> like, nah, the tweet. Like, nah. nah, you gotta get the file. They no shares on this one. And him, I did, boss. Not retweeting this week. Nope. Y'all sharing what? I'm good. <laughs> hey, that's me. That is perfect, though. Let's start the show right here. Welcome to one. You got me messing up. Hold on. Er, skirt. <laughs> it's sad that I like I, he was muted and I still heard his laugh. I did too. I swear I heard him the whole time. Okay. Welcome to episode 163 of Technical File, the sports podcast you never knew you needed. And it's your boy, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z-V, number three, a.k.a. Ask Ketchum, a.k.a. Mr. Give It To Me. How y'all doing this week? Hey, how's y'all seeing shit? That's the shit I was talking about. <laughs> hey, <I'm on. laughs> I am the Eric J. Only known as? The Eric J. And I'm Camille, point guard of the crew, the real life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door. You know, holding it down for all the women <coughs> who love sports. And it's your boy, Kay Harris, the gentleman. The gentleman. The, gentleman. the everyday gentleman. 24-7. But better known as Kay Diddy. Take that. Take that. Bro. All right. So, I got some fun and great news for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I got a new place for y'all to go. Same with a crowd. All right. So, you can follow us on over to YouTube. Oh, so, now you can see this face, that face, that face, that face, and that face down there, too. And we. Technical File Podcast. 
Also, we have a Facebook page, Technical File Podcast. Oh, oh shit. That's going to be rough, bro. That's going to be rough, bro. But we're still there. You can all go on over to our Technical File Pod Overtime group, which is our Facebook group where you can join in with listeners, fans, and fam. Also, we on social medias, Instagram, Twitter, at Technical File. Don't forget to put the K on that motherfucker, T-E-C-K. Damn right. Um, Like I say every week, man, if you guys enjoy being a part of this amazing... <laughs> 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 hey, this dude Tim is tripping right now. It's like, what is going on? Right <laughs> He's tripping in real time. Like this, now we gotta put hey. this whole thing on YouTube. Yeah, I'm gonna now they can see it now. I finesse that motherfucker, die. You tripping? Anyways, <laughs> and with a crowd, like he knew we was recording. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, he act took up. off. Truth be told, <laughs> this is me without your crowd. Uh, uh-uh, uh, because I be chilling and then I be taking my shit. Y'all be laughing at me when I be on here and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Now they can see what y'all be laughing at because y'all be having yeah. these random ass laughs. Yeah. So tell the truth. That's fair. Tell the truth. You got a ring light? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I ain't got no ring light. It's oh, okay. a light in a, or in a ring formation. Okay. This nigga here, dog. Anyways. <laughs> like, I'm just going to be doing like gem looks at the crowd. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Now they can really see. Dang. Right. Ken. Sorry. <clears throat> I can say every week, man. <laughs> guys, are growing up right this amazing tech file fam. Um, share with everybody you know, man. Your mama, your daddy, your uncle, your granny, everybody, man. Um, share with everybody. We don't grow without y'all. So you guys we don't grow. So let's make this grow. Let's do this thing. Michelle? I'm confused. Do you want to grow? I do. I do. Yeah. I wanted to grow some more. Grow some more. Hey, grow some more. That was my shit, y'all. Throw some more. I did love that song. That was some shit. We played that <laughs> at my wedding on the bus to the uh, to the reception. Bus? Tech file challenge this week, sir? Um, I don't know. I don't have one. Eric, do you have one? You normally have a backup. Uh, all right, bro. <laughs> You on your own. Oh, I can't. I can't. Hey, we can just keep. I mean, if you ain't got one this week, sorry. Yeah, we'll yeah, you know, holler at me next week. We out here. For sure. All right. I have something for y'all motherfuckers to do. So pull up. I have Wherever you find podcasts, you can find us. That includes Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. Google Podcasts, mm-hmm. Stitcher. Yes, sir. SoundCloud. Yes, it is. Spotify. 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 iHeartRadio. I got to see the foo foo now. Like a player. Yeah. Wooshka. 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 What? What was that? Five seconds later and shit. Hey. Wooshka. Oh, shit. Tried to unmute himself quick to get that Wooshka off. And wherever you are listening to this episode right now, while there, make sure that you like, subscribe, rate, review. Five stars. Wait. Five stars are better. Um, that helps us, and we appreciate it. For sure, for sure. Um, before we shout out the top listening cities of the week, make sure y'all check out this week's episode of Nerd World Order Podcast, the TN Tech File. Tim, yes, he was a sir. guest on this week's episode, so make sure y'all check that out. Enjoy. Uh, appreciate uh, somebody y'all. Somebody else was on the podcast this week, too, I believe. Was that in the last? That yeah, was you were there last week, too. 
Yeah, uh, I was on Locked on Bucks last week, so check that out too. Mike the Bike, look at you. Oh, here, oh, here. Big check time. Out, check our bio for uh, for booking information. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, our booking info is on the website. Go ahead and, and get us. www.checkerspot.com. Don't forget to put the K on there, motherfucker. You're dang right. <laughs> okay. Checkerspot at Right. We available. I mean, we got nowhere to go. Top listening cities of the past week. Shout out to these cities. Number one, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Shout out to the hometown. Yes. Number two, I might mispronounce this. I don't know exactly where in Utah y'all are, but Orem, Utah. That sounded about right. Was that number two? So y'all jumped to number two. Y'all jumped up a lot of uh jumped to number two. At number three, we had Atlanta, Georgia. Number four, we had Chandler, Arizona. Okay, what's up, Chandler? AZ. Number five, we had Chicago, Illinois. Chicago, what up, dude? The town Camille hated on during the draft lottery. Hey, I'm glad y'all didn't get the number one draft pick. Number six, Menominee Falls, Wisconsin. Minno, what up, though? I like that. Number seven, Germantown, (laughs) Wisconsin. The neighbor. Uh, right, um, y'all right down. Y'all damn near the same thing. What's, what's up? What's good? Is y'all walking to like from Germantown? To Manama, that's what happened. Pretty much. Number eight, Dundee, Illinois. Okay, Illinois, the love. Number nine, we got Miami, Florida. Okay, Miami, Miami. Miami. <laughs> Number ten, we have Madison, Wisconsin. So shout out to the the home state for tuning in for the uh, for sure for top ten. International listeners included the United Kingdom, Belgium. Hello, governor. <laughs> Hello, okay. governor. Okay, what you got for Belgium? Uh, yeah. That's all I got. Waffles. <laughs> we got Spain. Hola. Okay. We got Germany. Guten Tag. <laughs> hey, no, he's an international. Let's go. Yeah, you this your yeah, this is your party. They got the I'm city shout outs. To, oh, I guess only two of these. Are you international? Let's go. You got it. And last but not least, we have Greece. What up, Giannis? What up, yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, it's uh <laughs> shit, what's his name? Uh ah, fuck, I forgot what his brother's rap name is. Oh, is it uh it was like Oath. Ophelia or something like Ophelia, that. Ophelia, right? I believe it was. Although, no, he's but in the, Nigeria. But, but so. the song was uh, Shikosi, so I yeah, ain't gonna Shikosi. forget that. <laughs> Shikosi. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, that was, I like that, though. How many times she gonna Kosi, fam? <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a good uh, WTECK radio song. Yeah, that was so, hilarious. That was funny. But uh, let's get into the topics of the week, shall we? Yes, ma'am. So one thing that I love about our podcast is that one, it's ours and we're able to talk about what we want when we want to, if we want to talk about it, but also the fact that I feel like the sport market, like the just media is missing a lot of black voices, especially of a certain age. And I feel like we fill in a big gap with that. So we'd be remiss to not start off the show discussing Jacob Blake and what happened with that and also how that relates to the sports world. So I'm going to give you all some information in case you haven't heard about this story. So there were police officers um, at the scene in Kenosha, Wisconsin, 
in response to a domestic or domestic incident. They were then captured on video firing at least seven shots into the back of Jacob Blake, a black dude, um, as he was trying to get into his vehicle. Now, in addition to that, his three of his children were in the back seat. So they witnessed this happen in real time. Um, fortunately, uh, he did not succumb to his injuries. He is currently at Freighter Hospital in Milwaukee. Uh, he's listed in a stable but serious condition. So he is alive, which is which is good news in that situation because my opinion, that ain't what the cops intended. So I'm glad that he's here. He's going to be able to actually tell his story. <sighs> but um, he does have some injuries from those gunshots, as you would imagine, being shot seven times uh, in your back like that. The family lawyer, Ben Crump, he put out a quote earlier. August 25th. Quote, his family believes in miracles, but the medical diagnosis right now is that he is paralyzed and because those bullets severed his spinal cord and shattered some of his vertebrae, it is going to take a miracle for Jacob Blake Jr. to ever walk again. That's trash. Yep. Uh, He also had holes in his stomach, an arm injury, and damage to his kidney and liver. Most of his colon and small intestine had to be removed. For... For being black, that is that is why he has those injuries because he was a black man in that situation. Like it's that's trash. It's unbelievable. First, I do want to say just as a black woman and who has a lot of black men in their life in her life. I mean, I'm looking at three beautiful black men right now. Four. Well, Dooch on the phone. He kind of ducked <laughs> off right now. So I can't really see him. But. Man, I can see his arm. Dude, you're a beautiful black man too. You know, <laughs> I ain't forget you. <laughs> but but no, seriously, I just wanted to check in with y'all and just see how y'all are doing. If there's anything that y'all want to say uh, before we get into any sport related topics about it, I just want to give y'all the air and just also just let you know that I support y'all. Like I love y'all, and not just the black man I'm looking at, but if you are a black man listening to this, I love you. I support you. I appreciate you. And as a black woman, I will always have your back. I promise I will. And that's yeah. yours. For sure. For sure. But is there anything that y'all want to say? If not, that is okay. There's, there's no pressure to speak if you don't want to. Every time one of these situations happen, like there's always a rush to explain what the situation was and why the cop might have acted in this manner or, you know, like this person had committed whatever crimes either in the past or at the moment, like the police are not employed to be executioners. So no, nothing that these people are doing short of like brandishing a weapon is justification for shooting to kill. Like resisting arrest isn't a death sentence. So like you can't justify you can't justify shooting that man seven times in rapid succession. Like as you, it's, there's no justification for it. Like there's no, there's no situation that I'm aware of that would warrant that type of action, especially seven shots in the back. Like, what are we doing here? So like, I don't want to hear nothing about like, well, you know, like he could have done X, Y, and Z like, 
but he didn't. Like, the situation is as clear as it can be. Like, seven shots to the back is seven shots to the back. Like, well, he going to, like, reach for some type of weapon, bend between his legs, and, sh- you know, like, his back, is to, his back is to you. He's walking away from you. Like, <clears throat> I don't want to hear it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> He shouldn't wow. have been resisting arrest. He shouldn't have been ducking into his car. He shouldn't have been at the scene of the crime. Like, none of that shit flies with me. So, I don't know. Like, it, it just, it pisses me off every time. Because, like, sleeping, like, Brianna Taylor wasn't doing anything. She was sleeping in her bed, and they shot her. You know what I mean? So, like, it doesn't matter. Like, that. There's videos of us with guys with laying on the ground with his hands up still getting shot. Ask why what? he do it. He said, I don't know. I don't even know. There's video. You can YouTube it. Google it. Do whatever you have to. I just think it's wild that if it got to the point where you think you had to pull your gun out. Okay, so it's already escalated to that point. Your partner got a taser. You got a gun. And he's calmly walking away right in front of you, like within arm's length, because you grabbed onto him in order to shoot him in the first place. Why at no point in time before that, leading up to this trip that y'all took around the car together, you didn't grab him, didn't detain him, didn't jump on him, didn't do nothing. The very first bit of action. They kill us still too, like put a a fucking knee on your neck. They didn't do anything but shoot is my point. You walked calmly with him as he calmly walked to his car. Stride for stride, within arm's reach, and the only time you acted was when after he calmly opened the door that you still standing next to, was when he finally bent over in the car and you let go. No point in time did this whole trek from the passenger side to the driver's side, did you not think to detain him or maybe he shouldn't have been or you couldn't detain him because you can't detain somebody without justifiable cause. So maybe that's the issue. But whatever it was, there should have been some kind of action. I'm sure there are steps that could have been taken before you got to the point to where you're point blank shooting them in the back. There's a lot of things that probably could have taken place. And I don't give me that shit where they talking about, oh, well, the taser can't be deployed within 30 feet. These hands can. He was right there. Him and his partner were right there. They were on his shoulder the whole time. Grabbed his shirt. Grabbed his shirt. They were that close the entire time. So there's no justification where you could say he could have done anything but at least try to tackle him. At least. It's you and your boy. At least try. If it was on video that you tried to detain him while he on the ground and y'all wrestling and things like that, it still doesn't give you justification to shoot him. You tried something else. You tried more, a, a less escalated situation. You, you, it don't even look like they tried to de-escalate it. But you can't take that from a 15-second clip. It just... There was nothing else you could have done in that instance whatsoever before it got to the point to shoot. Just anything. Not one thing. Because it's all fear. If you get into a job where you're scared to do your damn job, get out of it. Facts. That's a fact. That is a fact. Um, Ken, did you have anything that you wanted to say? I know you, you feel like you're dealing with the baby girl right now, so... No, all right. But yeah, um, the situation is messed up. Um, There's no real other way to put it. At some point, you get tired of having to have these conversations. You get tired of it, like. Tired of feeling this way. 
I mean, I tried not to watch the video. Um, somebody posted it without any comment as to what it was. I ended up seeing it accidentally anyways. It just, um, it don't sit right. It feels like losing somebody you know every time, every single time. Try to segue that into sports. We're not the only ones feeling that way. A lot of these leagues are made up of Black people who feel some type of way about everything that's going on here. Since this happened in Wisconsin, I wanted to just point out what the local teams um, did. They all three responded, the Packers, the Bucks, and the Brewers. So, fellas, if y'all have any comments as I'm going through it, feel free to jump in. Otherwise, I'm going to just kind of roll through. So the Packers, they actually had a, a leadership council meeting after Monday's practice to discuss the shooting, which actually caused uh, Coach LaFleur to be like 40 minutes late to his daily news conference. Hmm. And when he got there, um, he talked for a little bit about it. And he was saying how he was proud of the guys for, you know, having the courage to speak up and to have that moment. But one part that I want to read out that he said is how he actually started the press conference. And he said, quote, you know, it's amazing to me that this is still happening. So wanted to get our guys perspective and try to float around some ideas on how we can make a difference and use our platform because things have to change. The social injustice, the police brutality, the antiquated laws just got to bring awareness to everybody that black lives matter. We can't stand for this any longer. Aaron Rodgers also spoke on it. Um, he said there's a systematic problem. And until the problem is fixed, this is going to be an all too common sighting in this country. He went on to speak for like two minutes about it. Uh, some interesting thoughts, but that first sentence sums up his overall point. The Packers issued a statement on it. Adrian Amos, he tweeted, the penalty of disobedience shouldn't be death, which absolutely. Um, with the Bucks, Coach Bud, uh, before he started his, well, when he started his press conference, he just began saying that he would like to send out thoughts and prayers to Jacob Blake and his family. Another young black man shot by a police officer. We need to have change. We need to be better. And I'm hoping for the best for him and his family. I'm hoping for the best as we work through this in Wisconsin and Milwaukee and in Kenosha. So thoughts and prayers with Jacob Blake. Sure. <clears throat> the Bucks also, also issued a statement one thing in their statement that really caught my eye was that um, they ended the statement by saying, quote, we will work to enact policy change so these incidents no longer exist, end quote. And that was powerful to me because we've talked about this on this show in regards to the fact that it's really cool to see the, the hashtags and the posts, but we need to see some type of action behind all of that. And these corporations have the money and they have the political pool to, to get things done if they wanted to get it done. So to see the Bucks come out and say, we're going to be working to enact policy change, I really hope they they are for real about that because that would be amazing to see. And that's especially important coming from Bucks ownership, given that they are comprised of a lot of major donors to the Democratic Party. Like these are people with direct lines to Joe Biden, to Kamala Harris, to the Clintons and Obamas. You know what I mean? Like they they enlisted Bill Clinton as part of a free agency pitch. Like they have these people's <laughs> ears. Um, so I want to see them put their, put their money where their mouths are and like actually 
like make this a strong part of their campaign and about this election. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I just think that more can be done. Like, these are sports owners are some of the richest and most powerful people in this country. Um, and these athletes have direct lines to them. So it, it's about putting pressure, it, like their platforms are great. And it's great to wear, raise awareness within like the general population, but you have a direct line to 32 or 30, or I don't know how many MLB teams there are, but you have direct lines to these very influential people who actually have um, the ability to affect mm-hmm. major change on a major level, um, which is where this needs to happen. Like, you can affect hearts and minds all you want, but if you don't have policy behind it, like, you know, we're going to keep coming back to this point. Um, so, I, I like, I don't know what the answers are. Like, I don't know what we need to ask for beyond, you know, stop killing us, but that's where the change can happen. That's where athletes can really make their voices heard. Um, like, hashtags and slogans and shit on the back of your jerseys are all well and good, but you know, put the, put the pressure on the people that actually have, you know, their hands on the mechanisms to, to implement this stuff. Mm -hmm. George Hill had some really pointed comments after the Bucks uh, game for a win. I won't read his entire statement. I would like for y'all to actually go look at the clip of it because seeing him, the way that he's working through that in real time, as it was, it's just powerful. That's really the only the only word I can use for that. But I'm just going to read one particular part from that. Well, actually, a lot. I'm gonna read a little bit because George got <laughs> off. He read. I'm gonna have to read a little bit. But in regards uh, to the the shooting, he said, "quote It's sickening. It's heartless. It's an effed up situation." As I he didn't say effed up. I'm editing myself. As I said, you're supposed to look at the police to protect and serve. Now it's looked at at harass or shoot to almost take a God's life. Thank God he's still alive. I know the cops are probably upset that he's still alive because I know that they surely tried to kill him. But to almost take a God's life, especially in front of one's kids that wasn't resisting and his back at point blank range in a heartless and gutless situation, we need some justice for that. Someone followed that up by asking him, like, what can, you know, players do to help? And he said, we can't do anything, first of all. We shouldn't have even come to this damn place, to be honest. Coming here just took all of the focal points off of what the issues are. But we're here, so it is what it is. He then goes on um, to talk thereafter. He's been on news hits a lot today in regards to that. And he just clarified, like, I mean, we're here. I'm, I'm saying, like, I mean, we're here. But what I'm also saying is that half of me ain't really here. The other half of me is still back outside thinking about everything else that's really going on. And at the end of the day, basketball is not even really that important. But since we're here, like we're here, but what I just said to go back to Fred Van Vliet of the Toronto Raptors, he wondered if a boycott of games was necessary. Quote, what are we willing to give up? Do we actually give a, you know what, about what's going on? Or is it just cool to wear BLM on the backdrop or to wear a T-shirt? What does it really mean? Is it really doing anything? I don't have the answers for you today. End quote. And that kind of goes in line with what you were mentioning earlier, Eric. Like, that stuff is cool, but where's the where's the next step to go from that? There's mm-hmm. been a lot of discussion around that quote of what him saying about boycotting. So, yeah. It'd be interesting if they actually did. <laughs> I 
Eric's trying to find the words for the for the <laughs> audio listeners. No, That's um, trying to work himself through it. it. No, I just I hate that they feel like it's their responsibility to do something. Like I know what I just said about like them talking to the people that can change. And it's like if you feel like you you want to do something, I think that that's where you can direct your energy. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's it's not the responsibility of the oppressed to end their oppression. You know what I mean? Like, so this isn't for Black people to lead the charge on. This isn't for Black people to ha- have the burden of solving. Like, this is an issue. Like, it's a systemic issue. It's a government issue. Um, like, it's a human decency issue, to be quite honest. But... Like it shouldn't be something that we like that reporters are going to athletes about. Like, okay, how do we fix this? What are you? What are you going to do? What are you know? Like, what steps are you wanting to take? Like, these are like what twenty to thirty-five year old men. Like, they don't have the answers. Like, they're they're not like the, the burden shouldn't fall on them, and they shouldn't feel guilty that they went to the bubble to do their jobs. Um, while all this stuff is going on. Like, I feel like that, that's been a strong sentiment that I've picked up from, like, the comments that have come out today. It's like, these guys feel like they may have made a mistake by going down there to do their jobs while all this shit is going on. It's like, it, you shouldn't feel that way. Like, if, if you want to boycott and not play, like, you have my 100% um, support. Yeah, support. But at the same time, like, you shouldn't feel bad like you abandoned everybody by going down there to play. Like, it's just... I don't know. Like I just they like, shouldn't be put in that position. Exactly. Yeah. Or at least if they are, then somebody they should be working behind the scenes, like some management. Because I should have a team or something like that set up behind the scenes, kind of still putting foot uh, feet to the ground and, and kind of running some things, or helping organizations or support systems, and like at least like talk to the players. But hey, I know you can't do it, but hey, we got these people here to kind of go through hey you want to support this uh organization or you want to go to this uh march or something like that like we'll try to help you help you in essence i think that would be a good idea for teams to do but i don't know if that i don't know if that's something that they're already doing or not but it doesn't (laughs) seem like they would have the resources to be able to do so i mean this this story this news i should say is just so wide like it's hitting everyone it's hitting everyone uh, LeBron made comments about it. There were NFL players making comments about it. Like everybody, like, who, how could you not? That's the real question. How could you not? So just want to send love uh, to Jacob Blake and his family, uh, the children, especially the children. Um just everyone who is affected with that. And if you're listening and you've been struggling through this as well, I just want to say that, you know, I love you too. (laughs) Just, it's a tough time and we continue to go through these tough times, but we're at a position right now where I think we can really start sparking some change. If things go the right way, if we can really enact some policy change, if we can get out and vote, if we can, it's a start. It ain't going to be quick, but it will be a start. And we got to start somewhere because we can't keep doing it the exact same way we have been. I'll tell you that. Um, it feels weird to go into like actual sports stuff after, uh, <laughs> you know, having, yeah. having that moment. Um, this is when I wish we had like, like commercial breaks. 
should be a good place for a, <laughs> for a commercial break. You want to do it? We do the radio this early? Let's go to the radio. You know what? Let's go to the radio. Oh, yeah. right. the Let's, there we go. Up. Let's go to the radio. Pick the spirits back up. <laughs> yeah, man. <clears throat> Ken, would you tell the people what the radio segment is in case they are new here and they don't know what that is? Um, yeah, this is a part of the show where we play a song that is for adjacent, uh, written, produced, um, performed by someone in the sports room. Um, Timmer's our DJ. DJ, give it to me. Give it to me. (laughs) (laughs) This is our, um, backstage production. Yes, Amy. There you go. I was like, oh, Amy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This week's song, no. So as Ken mentioned, we're in our backstage production meeting where I tell developers what song we're going to be playing this week. Uh, This week, we are doing Kobe Bryant featuring Tyra Banks. Kobe. You know why? Because it's Mamba Week. Hey. So we're going to highlight Kobe in all ways. Feel like I heard this before. (laughs) I'm sure you have, and it's going to be as bad as you remember. Hold on, man. I just love Tyra Banks, but she... Nah, yeah, because she ain't a good singer. Nah. Nah. <laughs> Let's just say, it was neither of their ministries. Let's just put it that way. But, Amen. You know. Amen. It was, nice, it, was, it was fun hobby, I guess. <laughs> like hey, They're uh, great at their day jobs. Yes, they were. Yeah. Yeah. Sound, sound like Legendary, hey. even. <laughs> ain't no hate, ain't no hate, man. This all real. This all real, you know. Y'all take foul going to these bars, man. Hey, yeah. take foul ain't going sugar. Wait, is this the song where he started rapping like Italian or something? We'll find out. Yeah. What's the name of this motherfucker? Kobe. Kobe. It's called Kobe. Kobe? It's called Kobe. By yeah. Kobe. Okay. What, what else would it be called, man? Come on. Now. Kobe Bryant featuring Tyra Banks. Kobe. K O B E, man. We out here, B. So All do you right. want the music to start playing as you speak, or do you want to cue? It has an intro. If, if you, if you, somebody yapping on it, or it's just music? no, it's just music in the beginning. Okay, you can play the music. All right. Your engineer gonna have you sounding right. You know what I'm he, he hooked you up last week too. <laughs> he did. I can hear it through my headphones and everything. I was like, oh, we ain't here this week. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> been the struggle. I've been trying to catch on to. So that's why a lot of times I say beforehand because I'm like. I don't know if there was a lag or not, but if it is, I, got you. I, I can't catch it. But because I could hear it through my headphones last week, I was able to get my DJ off. Ooh, I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> Are you excited to get your DJ off on this week? <laughs> Cam, would you calm down? <laughs> you turn into Missy Elliott. <laughs> Ricky, Ricky. All right. Count us down, Cam, to go live on air, please. <laughs> Five, four, Three, two. WTCK Radio, 69.9 FM, where 69 is fine. WTECK Radio, 69.9, where 69 is fine. We got Kobe featuring Tyra Banks. Long list. Long list. Kobe! <laughs> What I live for? Basketball, beats and bras from Italy to the beats and bras. Come on, man! Stop hating. Hear these bars, huh? Hey, bro, you got my dumb flow. Have a 
found the ore, so I searched still. There's plenty of women with second pair when it's filled. Can they complete the package? All I date is actresses to play it safe to them. My money ain't bait, but I must take risks to find a honey that's legit. Whether she push a bucket or six with some mad chips. I'll put on a lot of moms and pops home, rocks top fashion. Eric, stop dancing with this shit. Come and go. Dude's nodding his head about hard. Would God talk to me? A signal, but until then, on my build a different beat, it'll be cold. <laughs> yeah, this beat job. <laughs> but so wait, it's the beat not cold. The beat's the best part of the song so far. <laughs> it's the beat not cold. Killing with them bars, man. He said he don't care if he's in the six or a bucket, man. Hey, them the bars with that here. He only date. He only date. You put the bars on the wrong song, this, dog. This nigga Eric over here is saucing. <laughs> He put the cruise on this He did. 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 Busy for y'all, plenty of dimes turn me on, then turn me off, try to show off, get lost, grow up, roll up, let yourself go, if you feel this, What the fuck was that? You heard him, you heard him say roll up, come on man. Eric's been enjoying this little too much. Eric's been kicking it. He's been jigging the whole, he's been dancing like you normally be dancing. Come on now. Oh, and they got the, they got the lyrics too? Come on man, I'm about to stop. Okay, break it down for us dude. Nah, I go off after that, Sarty. <laughs> or did the hood? Right, right. Uh, yeah, it sounds uh, like some uh, 98 track. I am track stars, track masters. They come to hunt it, girl. I'm praying on you. Beautiful. Praying on you. Dark child. Uncontrollable. Desire flows through me. When you sing my name, this is a man and red man with the rap off of. What a shame, can't get with ya. Make the door hit ya with a lower split ya. I figure I would like to be dangerous. Cause if your time runs out, yeah, I think this is 98. Oh, we ain't talking about Tyra. It's a, right. I'm like, uh, is it Tyra? No, nah, she was trying. Yeah, she. Oh, she, she got her own verse too. <laughs> nah, she, she just did the hook. No okay. Oh, this is her right here. Yeah. yeah. That's gotta be the end of the song, ain't it? Like, yeah, they probably. Hook, so. I hope so. Yeah, it just, it, the hook go until it go out. Okay. We don't need to hear Tyra doing that. And no it's Kobe more. with the fro, man. Come on, man. <laughs> Kobe Ball. with the fro is different. Eric's <laughs> still humming shit. the beat. This is too much. <laughs> It's catchy. I don't care what y'all say. It is catchy. <laughs> it's like Eric was pop catchy. Hear him. He, he knows bars. Eric no, was still no. that the whole way. Eric know bars when he hear him. You know what I'm saying? He know these bars. It's a bop, as the kids would say. <laughs> <laughs> kids would say. So the NFL put some teams on hold while they had to look into some COVID-19 results that all came back from a New Jersey lab. There were a series of positive COVID tests, 
And all the results were traced back to that one very lab, which made people question how efficient are these tests exactly. Mm -hmm. So the NFL ended up clearing all the individuals who were tested positive. Let me just say that was 77 players across 11 teams. So this was a widespread, like, mess up. But when you're testing this many people, apparently, at this rate and this method, Mm -hmm. you're bound to get false positives at some point when most of the players are asymptomatic to begin with. Mm. I don't say that as somebody who, like, just knew that. I say that as somebody who read an article and that's what a doctor said. (laughs) (laughs) Just want to throw that out there. Don't think I'm like making stuff up. A doctor said it. So hopefully they can clean that up some more. Or hopefully that saliva test that uh, the NBA was working on with Yale becomes readily available. Mm -hmm. I'm interested in that. Well, maybe they have just haven't reported it, but like the NBA and all their testing that they've been doing for what, two months now, like they've had zero false positives. Mm -hmm. Releases come Mm -hmm. out. It hasn't come out yet. Um, Okay. It's just what that means, but it's just like an interesting development. It's her. They've been doing everything right so far. Hmm? So the NBA has been doing everything right so far. Yeah, the bubble's proven. Well, yeah, the bubble's proven that's first. what I'm saying, though. Like, the fact that they haven't had a single false positive, like, I don't know, like, maybe. That's kind of what I'm like. Think, like, statistically speaking, like, they should have at this I point. think they've had a couple of inconclusive tests. Oh, but yeah, and then they just come back and test them later. They even yeah. had a false positive on uh, Hard Knocks. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. That so I'm kind of right. like, yeah. but they're using the same team. people that the NBA is using. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm kind of like, do we trust that the NFL will be 110 percent all the time? No, but will we gonna trust the NFL to find different people to plug in to play regardless? Mm. They're going to have high school uh, JV players if they come down to it. <laughs> hey, he was number one in the state last year. What the fuck? They're going to call him too. <laughs> All right. We saw you time. race. We saw you run without uh, barefoot. We want to see you in some cleats, son. <laughs> <laughs> I, must say, I got video footage of that, too. Aren't you racing? His spare time. Aren't you racing a member of Nerd World Order? Yeah, Jake was talking about he wanted next. So I left. Fuck it. Let's go. So I'm with it. So do you know if he is, is he quit? Do you know? Do you have any intel on your know. opponent? Don't care. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you, hey, big chest. <laughs> <laughs> Walk up on the track like this. Shit. Might have set go on this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I swear I got to watch the YouTube if y'all not watching it already. <laughs> This dude, okay. The NFL draft lottery took place since we last talked. The lottery results go as follows. Minnesota, that number one draft pick. They get caught in Minnesota. (laughs) The Golden State Warriors had two and so on and so forth with the numbers. You understand which way I'm going now. Charlotte, Chicago, Cleveland, Atlanta, Detroit, New York Knicks. Call it out. But they got the eighth draft pick. <laughs> Just nothing goes right for New York. Ever. Then you had Washington, Phoenix, San Antonio, Sacramento, New Orleans, and Boston, who is taking Memphis pick. Mm-hmm. Do y'all have yeah, any have thoughts a, on the way it shook out? We had a or, live reaction video that was posted to our Facebook. On Eric's birthday. Okay, okay. And you had a happy birthday because the Bucks won. Yeah, yeah. 
That was game two. Yeah. It wasn't mm-hmm. pretty, but they won. Hey, they won. I was like, hey, they got a dub on Derek J. birthday. That's all he wanted. <laughs> I did not cry. Don't make him cry. Don't make him cry. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was uh, – I think it's going to be interesting what Minnesota does with the first pick because whatever little quarter they're going to form over there, hopefully this pick kind of helps them get on the right path because I feel like Minnesota could have a good fun team depending on who they get. Like, I wouldn't mind LaMelo being over there and it would be him and uh, and D'Angelo. Don't do my boy like I would, But, I mean, it wouldn't be – it would be a fun backcourt to me. It wouldn't be no defense. But at all, <laughs> but it'd be a fun backcourt on, on offense. I'll say offensively, it would be wild. It would be wild, yeah. especially like the way you know what. Especially the way Lamelo passes, he would probably and D-Lo say, can play yeah. off ball. But he does he want to? He's done it. It ain't like he does he, he want to. He the star. Like he can't. He came to Minnesota for Cat, so like they ain't getting rid of. It. Well, yeah, they're not getting rid of him. And like to make Cat happy, you got to keep D-Lo happy. So if he doesn't want to play off the ball. Like, are you creating a problem there? That would be wild, bro. Like, if you're looking at it from a winning standpoint, you offensively, you guys would be dope. It would be yeah. pretty fu- – it would be fun to watch offensively. Yeah. I'd be very interested in watching it. Yeah. I feel like that kind of just recreates the dynamic that they had with Wiggins and Levine and Cat. Like, <clears throat> that wasn't successful. But they're pairing guards now. Like, you see backcourts getting their shit off and – having successful teams with them and you have, you put in a big man like cat you could have a formula for some good success if you look at it that way or you can grab uh edwards because i think he he's more of a two guard anyways mm-hmm. you still have the same effect he's a little stronger than uh lamello <laughs> ain't no star power though you ain't get the star right, power you don't have the, the name power. but you keep d-low the star you still have a, a number one pick he he's arguably he could be arguably a number one pick Man, I saw, a video, I saw a video of LaMelo Ball. He was signing an autograph when he was in the eighth grade, fam. Yes, I saw I was like, yo, that's crazy. And that kid was smart, though. Mm-hmm. I hope he, kept- yeah. hope he held like, on to it. Eighth yeah. grade? You giving out autographs? In the bleachers out here. Wait <laughs> <laughs> for your game to start. The kids yeah. in the front turned around and looked at him like, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask y'all this, because me and Eric were talking about this on the Draft Lottery uh, Facebook video. Mm-hmm. What do y'all think that Golden State will do with the second round, with the second pick? I think they'll keep it. And then they'll groom it for half the season, and then they'll trade at the trade deadline and pick up somebody nice, and they'll probably package it with the... Wait, when do they got to get rid of that uh, exception? By the trade deadline, right? The, or a year from when they got it. Which will be pushed back oh, yeah, because yeah. of the pandemic. Um, but that was part of the equal dollar trade. So that was before July 1st. So I would imagine they have to use it before the end of this league year, which means between the draft and the um, and free agency. So hmm. a time when they could pull off. I would imagine. They to. Like we're kind of in um, unprecedented territory here, but I'm imagining mm-hmm. that everything is kind of frozen from pre pandemic. I would imagine that they hold on to the number two pick, though, especially knowing that they're top two, three stars are aging and injured and wouldn't mind kind of grooming someone else to kind of step in as well. I would disagree. Like, I think that that's the reason why they traded. Like, they want immediate help. Like, their window is closing with Steph, Clay, and Draymond. Like, especially with Clay coming off an injury. Uh, Steph's already, what, 32? 32. Um, Draymond's either 30 or approaching 30. Like, 
their time to win is now. And those three aren't going to want to wait for, you know, like they don't want development. Mm-hmm. Like they want something, they want immediate help. So even if like your return isn't as high, like they'll find the best vet to bring in with that number one pick is my imagination. Um, I just don't know like what's out there. And especially with the financial situation being up in the air with the pandemic, like I don't know what motivation certain teams will have for keeping players versus getting rid of them. So we'll see is essentially what it comes down to, but I don't think that their incentive will be to find a, a development piece. Like if there was like a more NBA ready high um, draft prospect, like I think that that would be the route that they go, but the people in that range, like nobody really fits a needs a need for them that also would be ready to contribute on a playoff team slash title contender. What about Weissman? He's raw. Like, He's not all the way there. I think that he can kind of do what they need centers to do, but at the same time, like, I don't know if you want to use that asset on, like, a rim runner, like, that mm-hmm. doesn't, that can't, like, quarterback a defense also. You know what I mean? Just to uh, let the people know, Clay and Draymond are both also 30 years old. Okay. So, and again, Clay's coming off a torn ACL. So, <clears throat> as Eric mentioned, well, or at least hinted towards, the NBA is reportedly discussing delaying the October draft and the start of free agency. Adam Silver said uh, pre- prior to the draft lottery that starting the season on December 1st was feeling just a little bit early. Who could have saw that go? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's kind of tight. Season ends on October 16th and the next season starts on December 1st. Maybe not enough time. Need to yeah, stretch out a little bit. He also added that the league's number one goal is to get fans back into the arenas. So also moving the start date later gives you a better chance because you're buying more time to see if things change to get people in the building. Mm -hmm. So Good luck. This is all revolving around, you know, the salary cap is quite uncertain. So they're, they're, yeah, they're still working things out. The NBA is also moving toward a virtual draft combine um, that's going to be held at regional sites in September. So that's <coughs> part of the draft prep that they'll be doing. Also, sources confirm that the NBA has canceled hotel contracts in Indianapolis for All-Star Weekend 2021, which, duh, because your season's not even going to be starting until, <laughs> like, 2021, so I doubt your All Star game would take place the following. As soon as month. the season started, yeah, hey, like we've seen crazy well, things. <laughs> no, a month into the season, here's the All Stars. What we are going to be having a summer All Star game, right? Or at least spring. Right. That'd be interesting. Yeah. It's still gonna be interesting. I got them having free agency and the draft two days apart is wild. That yeah, is, it, is. it was like six days, so. But like you had the six day moratorium and all of that shit like that, and now you only have a two day period. So that's that's where everything's gonna kind of come. Like, have okay, they discussed you, when the when that period was gonna be? The league moratorium. Yeah, it's usually between the draft and free agency. <laughs> no, the moratorium starts on July first, typically, and I think it's been ending pretty soon thereafter. Like they've been shortening that window every year. So I think like this year it was like July third or. I think it was July 3rd, maybe, that the moratorium lifted. So, and, like, that week in between the draft and free agency, like, you could still make moves. Like, it's just once July 1st hit, you can't do anything for 
duration of the moratorium. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. There's gonna be a lot of last minute, real quick deals. I'm just, I'm just no. ready for the fucking free agency to open so we know what's going on. Be honest, like that's all I care about at this point. Um, because like I'm tired of people talking about it. Oh, he's gonna <laughs> like you do that shit. Like I don't know. It's hard being. I don't know how y'all can be Bucks fans because it'd be irritating. <laughs> like it's hard. y'all lose, like, it's the end of the world. Oh, Middleton trash. Oh, Yadis is leaving. You like, bro? Just because a nigga lost, like, come on, man, kill out. A you know, game, a single game. game. You lose the game. <laughs> they look nah. terrible though. Blow the whole team. <laughs> like y'all tripping, bro. But I will say it's hard being a fan of a team who was unsuccessful for quite a long time and became newly successful and got these new motherfuckers who got all these opinions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what's aggravating. Like, bro, That's you don't. Do you really watch about. it? <laughs> Hey, y'all, y'all was well, y'all was in the BC with me wearing red and green. Yeah. <laughs> they started watching it to the conference finals of last year. Yeah. You weren't there when we could get courtside tickets for fifty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> me and Eric actually sat courtside <laughs> at a game for they about fifty dollars. <laughs> like we sat directly behind the Philadelphia 76ers bench. Like you can see my shirt on TV. Like that's how it comes. <laughs> for fifty dollars. On StubHub or SeatGeek or whatever it was. Me and Eric was arguing over roster moves back then, fam. Like, it's it's been a long time coming, long this time. show. I can tell you that. No, it's like new cats got opinions. Let's just show it. We're here. Let's get like into some Bucks? NBA. Let's get some NBA playoff talk. Let's just let's just dive into it then. Let's start off with the Bucks. As we record this, as I mentioned, August 25th, I put the Western Conference last because they have games that are going on as we record. I would like to be checking in on those games. As we go. Uh, just as an update, four minutes left in the fourth. Uh, Denver leads Utah 101 to 100. Mm. Ooh. That's all you had to say. They've been smacking them. That's though. Who did the same thing. Hey, after that first game, and, and uh, Mitchell got his shit off. And I was like, dude, Kylie, you seen that shit? It was like, I said that before you came back. I was like, Kylie, seen that shit? It was like, yeah, we can beat them. We go, I'm on my way back. <laughs> I know it's because of the kid, but watching that game, if he didn't think that at one point, because the way he's been playing in the bubble, that they that they couldn't beat Denver, like I hold on, like man, we gonna we gonna, hold on, we gonna get there, we gonna get there, we on the East, we on the East, we talking about the Bucks. I bet. Who lead the Magic three one in the series? The Bucks play, in my opinion, has been better than what we saw in Game One, which was utterly embarrassing and disgraceful. And I'm glad that uh, that game seemed to have woken them up to some degree. I still don't think they're firing on all cylinders yet. Chris Middleton still is working on finding exactly what his rhythm is going to be. He's still in the shot. You said what now? He's still in the shot. Still in the what? The shot. They're still working on him. Oh, the yeah. shot. I thought you said he's still in shock. I'm like, what happened? No, no. I did too. Shot. I was like, <laughs> You got inside information and shit. Right. Uh, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? The team oh. with tip. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, they, their defense has been better. Like that's it's been really the base thing because like they're a streaky shooting team. Like Giannis is a pretty is constant, and it really kind of comes down to if the other people are hitting shots, um, especially with Middleton struggling from the field. 
um, I like what came out yesterday where Giannis was like, at the start of the fourth, I told him to just keep shooting until your arms fall off. Like, yeah, <laughs> that was the most frustrating thing is like Middleton would just disappear for stretches just. of the games. Like, damn, is he even out there? You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't taking shots. He wasn't initiating the offense. Like, he was just kind of there. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, I don't care if you miss. Like, I need you to at least be a threat. Like, to some, some, thing. some Same thing with <laughs> Paul George, to be quite honest. Like, it's okay if you're missing shots, but, like, to just, like, completely become passive on the court and not be, you know, like, anything. You know what I mean? Like, just do something. Like, if your shot isn't falling, fine. Get to the rim. Get to the free throw line. Set other people up for uh, for shots. Like, Play good do defense. something. Exactly. Do everything else. <laughs> Fight. Everything else. If you keep playing the game the right way, the shooting always finds itself eventually. Just like, it's not like you forgot how to shoot. Like it's right. going to come back. It's just a rough stretch right now. Keep doing the right keep thing. Keep defense, glad, rebound. Yeah, I'm glad that he's having his rough stretch against the Magic. I hope that next series against Miami, um, he will he will you know look more like Chris Middleton. So. Since I mean we know how the series is going to end, the Bucks are going to to beat the the Magic. Mm-hmm. So let's just look to round two because Miami Heat they also defeated the the Pacers. It was a clean sweep. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler did leave Game Four with a shoulder injury, so that's something just to keep an eye on. But he did come was, back, but I don't think he shot much after that, and he definitely yeah. didn't make many, um, if any at all. So I'm sure it's bothering him. Like to what degree? Who knows. So Miami, Milwaukee. How do y'all think that series is gonna go? It'll be a fight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Bucks and Six started in a Miami versus Milwaukee series, so maybe it'll finally come to fruition now. Um, but I do like Miami is a large jump in difficulty level. <laughs> yep, <laughs> uh, from Orlando, and honestly, the way that Orlando has played is essentially what. It's essentially what uh, Miami looks to do. Like, they have a lot of shooting. They have an initiator that doesn't really shoot well from three-point. They have a bid that can make outside shots. Um, So, like, and their shooters are, are like, actually (laughs) deadly. Duncan Robinson is unbelievable. Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero. uh, Tyler Hero got dropped. Dragon still dropped 30 on you. Who? Dragon. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> dragon so, drop 30 on you quietly like what the fuck happened? <laughs> whatever they're doing like they whatever they're doing defensively like they need to lock in on that and like their office needs to be better so um like i'm still confident like i still have them as a favorite um so like i said like it's kind of just a rough a rough patch let me ask you let me, real quick tim who you got in that series milwaukee or miami milwaukee ken milwaukee or miami milwaukee okay so I have one of my uncles. I won't say which one. I'll yeah. tell y'all off the air. Um, or can I give y'all a hint? Uh, the one I grew up with in the house. Okay. Okay. We have a bet. He has no faith that the Bucks will be able to beat the Heat. So we've been talking about this since like the this round started. Like every Bucks game, he's texting me like Giannis ain't got it. I'd rather have Porzingis. Like, <laughs> oh, wild. wild, right? Wild. So my question to y'all is: Porzingis. I told him tomorrow. So when this episode comes out, is uh-huh. the table will set the wager how much we're going to be betting 
yeah. on Milwaukee, Miami. How much mm-hmm. should I bet this man? Like, how confident should I be? You know, for that disrespect, I won't end on this action. Like, I don't <laughs> <laughs> uh, one on one. If it ain't too much, is I'll it how say, much? Tell him I'll kick in. I'll, I'll, I'll say, hundred. Yeah, fifty. Fifty or a buck. Fifty, 50 or a buck. Yeah, a buck, run. a buck for a bucks win. A bucks and six. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm. I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm gonna start with a buck, and we'll see what happened with that. But work your way down. <laughs> yeah, well, we can, yeah, we'll we can down. haggle down. We can haggle down if need be. Maybe we can throw like we can haggle with fruits and whatnot too. You know, get some essential herbs or some uh, <laughs> some tea. <laughs> I got you with the black tea. You know. No, my family's from Mississippi, and my uncle can pick out a mean watermelon. I might have to throw that in on the wager, fam. I'm not gonna like. You can pick out a mean watermelon. A mean watermelon. <laughs> You know, the black- you know. <laughs> <laughs> watermelon is good, bro. Delicious, fam. I, I know it's a stereotype, but I listen, watermelon is delicious. Watermelon. Toronto swept Brooklyn. I don't know if there's too much to say about that outside of Kyle Lowry. He uh, had an ankle sprain in the last game. He actually didn't practice today, so he's been listed as day-to-day. Kyle going to play. Kyle, he going to play. If he don't, Van Vliet yeah. is still dangerous. Yeah, Van Vliet is playing right. <laughs> oh, Van Vliet dropping 30 food. Oh my God, what the, the fuck? fuck? I don't know. Like, <laughs> <he's out laughs> you know what? Damn, dude. I honestly think, you know how Van Vliet got that boost from having a son and it just hasn't seemed to go away. What if Giannis gets a boost in the bubble once his family can enter into it? Like, I can see that being a real thing. Like, I can see him. I can see that happening. Honestly, even with Chris. Having his daughter there, like. Chris and Blesso all And Bled. Yeah, like. So, have they babies with him? And, like, I was trying to do the math. I'm like, how many of y'all actually timed that? So, (laughs) 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 like, you saw what it did for Van Bleed. Like, I knew that. Right. But. I know Chris's was born before Van Bleed's, but the other two. Looking at y'all, <laughs> <laughs> especially Giannis, like that math actually checks out. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, y'all- uh, one thing I don't, I don't know if you put this on the rundown, but Giannis did win Defensive Player of the Year. Burn, 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 burn. Burn, burn. Probably uh, MVP too. Yes, sir. Congrats. Uh, you sound all sad. Nice. Yeah, hey, over there, kid. I like your sad. Congrats. Yeah, can I congratulate <laughs> I'm just saying, if you got some no more, have a secret. Um, but yeah, Toronto beat the brakes off Bo- uh, Brooklyn. We knew that was <laughs> going to be the case. Boston embarrassed Philly. Joel and beat by the end of game four. He he looked so exhausted. He, he, have, he had nothing left to give. At the- <laughs> Like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Like that's how he, he was just running. <laughs> he sounded like Brom right before he left uh, Cleveland, bro. <laughs> like, he was just done, bro. Like, hey, it is what it is. I didn't realize how broke the 76ers were from three. Like before the season started, we said like, where is their shooting going? Like we knew it was going to be a problem, but I didn't realize how in real life broke they were. Like. Jason Tatum and uh and Brown, they actually had made more three point shots than the entire 76ers team going into game four. That's Just crazy. the two of them, more than the rest of the like 
That's why they got Josh Richardson. Yeah, that was a, that was a failure. He ain't, he ain't a shooter. <laughs> I know, but they, it's like shit. They would need a little. He bit was more like shooter the best shooter on the, on the court. He I was. know. That's they why they went and got him. <laughs> 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 that that, that was, was a failure of team building, like from top to bottom. Like the fact that they built a team to beat to beat Milwaukee. Um, like first of all, like that was a flawed premise to begin with. Like. Yeah, Al Horford hasn't given Giannis problems in like two seasons. Like, it's completely overblown. Like, what he does in that matchup, Um, and he's out of position. Yeah, Uh, he just like he he was showing signs of decline in Boston. So like having him be like your missing piece, like Mm -hmm. that just wasn't it. but like you said, like they didn't have shooting, like they had very limited like shot creation. For some reason, they got rid of Trey Burke mid season. I don't understand. He's been hooping over in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> like they didn't resign TJ McConnell. Like they just like they did. And I wonder if it's because Ben Simmons considers himself a point guard, so they had to eliminate any competition that Landry he had. Shannon. Huh? They had Landry Shaman too. Yeah, but I mean, they traded him for Tobias, so at least they picked up a piece for that. Like, uh, but I'm, also, I'm glad Tobias is okay because the way he fell in Game Four, I I didn't know what had happened to him, and then I mm-hmm. saw like blood, and I was like, I don't. This is wild. But he ended up coming back into the game somehow. Apparently, he passed concussion protocol. They're like, you leaving anyway? It don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Sheesh! But yeah, so we're we are going to have. Boston, Toronto, round two. Can I just say one last thing about Philly? Like, I feel like it's a lot of people taking a victory lap. Like, oh, the process didn't work. Like, the process, the process was aborted when they got rid of Hinky. Like, the the failures of this team had nothing to do with whether the process was good or bad or whatever. Like, the process did what it was supposed to do, which was set them up, (laughs) give them stars, and. Regardless of how flawed Embiid and Simmons are, and regardless of how flawed their uh, their chemistry is, like it still gave them two top twenty players in the NBA. Like the, as far as I'm concerned, the process was successful for what it was supposed to do initially. Like what they've done since then, like they've squandered all their assets, but they had the ammunition to be great for a long time. And the process, the problem was in the uh, the execution. But the process, like you can't say they got swept seven years later is a failure of the process. Like I, I just don't, I can't agree with that. I and Brett that. Brown got fired. Like, I was like yeah, that Brett Brown got fired, and Elton Brand, who was the GM of the Sixers, he said that he is not looking to trade Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid at this point. Yeah. Uh, hey. Maybe he should be fired next. It don't work, bro. Unless you finna go and sign every shooter I in the league. <laughs> they need to surround them. They need to actually put the pieces around them that actually fit for the way they're trying to play. Hell, Jamal Crawford was a free agent all day. <laughs> <laughs> That's valid. Like, um, shit. And on top of that, too, we didn't get a chance to, to actually see what it looked like with Ben Simmons at power forward next to Joel as the center because that's something that they said they were working on. So maybe the next head coach can find a way to actually unlock that pairing together. But I don't blame Elton Brand for being like, I'm not trading them. Like, first of all, you'd be trading them from a position of weakness anyway. So yep. 
you shouldn't be looking to trade them now anyway. Plus, like, give another coach a chance. Like, somebody would have looked at the Bucks situation like, I can't win with this roster. And then Bud came in and they won 60. Had John Henson shooting threes. Right. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. He shoot Big threes. <laughs> Running up the court. <laughs> with that T-shirt on. Big ass. <laughs> Jamal, Jamal Murray dropped 42. Yeah, he hit a real lucky three at the end, too. So, 42, 8, and 8. Jokic, 31, 6, and 4. Well, Denver lived to fight. Well, it looks like they're going to live to fight another day. Yeah. What's the, what's the score? 113, 107 with 13 seconds left. Mm. Mm. Oh, Mitchell only had 30 today. Only had 30. Slacking, man. Like, what you doing? It was another 20. He's slacking, man. Like, you, you, I need Passing at least 22. At least 42. I mean, Let me ask y'all, all. Let me uh-huh. ask y'all all to get y'all back. Boston, Toronto, who you got in this series? It's going to be a war, man. Let's go on seven. I'm going Boston, though. I'm going Toronto. They got the bench. I'm going Toronto, I think. Because Toronto's a little bit deeper, and they're still missing Hayward. So... They scrappy as shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> but Boston has the best player in the series. Yeah, I was going to say, Jason Which Tatum has been... Yeah. It's going to be fun to see Tatum versus Seattle. I'm not looking forward to it, but I'm sure it'll right. be fine basketball. It, it, it's going to be fun. I think, I think it'll be fun. Like, I don't see them going at it the same way that Mitchell and uh, yeah, Jamal Murray have been. Um, or what about Kimba and uh, Lowry? Or Van yeah, like that's not really their game. Like I guess I'm not looking forward to individual matchups. Like that yeah, no. is the teams for me. Um mm-hmm. and like it's a contrast in styles. Um, it truly is. Who you got? <laughs> Can't I don't know. Got the best fan in me is rooting for Boston just because I feel like they're more easily beatable. Um but I do they're think better Toronto matchup. Has a better, yeah. I think that uh Toronto just had like they can beat you in so many different ways. Um, they got a lot of players. <laughs> <laughs> they got a lot of players. That can Toronto, they can but I'm not very confident about it. Okay, yeah, I think the series goes seven. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. One. It's gonna be a fun series. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be a battle. Or if Honestly, it goes less than seven, then it's only because all the games were tight. Yeah, and yeah. honestly. The second round in the East is about to be lit. Like, these should be very, yeah. very good games. Yeah, very, very good games. The first round wasn't competitive <laughs> at all. Like, <laughs> even the Bucks series, like, they just laid an egg in game one, but, like, that hasn't really been a contest. And I guess they needed to do so to wake up a little bit because Giannis has been a whole different type of player since that loss. Like, he's been so much more animated, realizing, like, we got to cheer ourselves on a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's been fun to see. He needs to work on his arrow though. His uh, his west arrow. He was he, that, that man. That man was like, <laughs> he had never shot an arrow before. Like, no, like, 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 <laughs> just sitting looking at him like. That's one of my favorite celebrations though. West arrow. Yeah, it's, it's actually Clever. real slick. Yeah, West yeah. was cooking in that. Like, yeah, he was. He's so oh, smooth he with it too. Yeah. Yeah. So being there imitating this shit. That's the next bus jersey I've been planning to get because I when I saw he signed a team I was like I gotta get the Marquette like I gotta yeah hey gotta do before it. the season started I told y'all him and Carver was gonna be excellent I was geeked about both of them remember 
I was geeked as shit that we had got both of them. Y'all like, yeah, all right. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> as, I, as if I wasn't geeked about something. Right, like, like, who, who argued against you? Like, <laughs> everybody. No, I was like, I'm just geeked at him. Big things and big things happening. Y'all was kind of trying to levy my expectations. And I'm like, no. He thinks he's a bra. It'll be nice, bro. Think you a psychic? He making up stuff. Tim Tim Salabim, I'm saying. I predict your future and shit. I mean, they solid role in editions. That's what everybody expected them to be. Yeah. They've been great. I wish that Kyle Corver was younger and he could, like, just stay here for a while. And hopefully uh, he can stay on the court in this next series. Yeah. Also, I think in Miami, I think Pat Connaughton is going to get some more tick. He's able to guard Duncan Robinson pretty well. I'm not sure exactly what it is about that particular, like the way they screen for him, but Pat's able to get around those screens pretty well, very aggressively. So that's the, like the Bucks have a couple guys that fight screens really well. So Blair is like a f- oh, he's a dog. I don't know. Like he's a when Blair so cares. Yeah, he is next world. He's he's like an all star. Like but he just First has to care for the whole time. <laughs> I wonder, like, what his relationship was like with Dragic in Philly. I mean, not Philly, in Phoenix. Because, like, you know, like, they had way too many point guards at one point, and, like, oh, yeah. none of them were happy. So I don't know if that was, like, an interpersonal thing or if they all just kind of want the ball. So, like, I don't know if he'll be motivated by that. Um, Who's the third one? Like, I mean, it's the second round of playoffs. Like, you shouldn't really need extra motivation to to lock in. I mean, he's been fine this year. Like, save for game one. Like, I think that he's been fine. Yeah. Um, even if he hasn't been scoring a bunch. But that's not really his role on this team. Yeah. He has looked surprisingly uh, bouncy at times, too, where he's creating his shot in ways. I'm like, wow, that was beautiful. Yeah. But, anywho, NFL transactions and injuries. Tim. All right. So, L.A. Chargers wide receiver Mike Williams, his shoulder. He could miss the team's uh, season opener. <clears throat> NFL Network reports that Williams' timeline is about two to four weeks. Um, Las Vegas Raiders. Wait, wait, real quick. <laughs> I forgot to mention this on our. Well, actually, we forgot to mention it in general. But like on our Tech File Cinema episode from last week mm-hmm. um, on Hard Knocks, like it was a funny moment with Mike Williams. Like they were talking about like the little sensors that they have for like staying six feet away from oh, people. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, he's like, uh, yeah, man, I forgot mine in the locker room. And then somebody told him it was a fifty thousand dollar fine. He's like, oh lord, locker <laughs> 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 room dying. Like that was. I, I definitely forgot about. I that. did. He too. Sure did. Like, did I forgot yeah, who it was. Fifty K. Mm. Oh, hell no. Nah. <laughs> somebody was out there making sure everybody stayed away from it. It was like, uh-uh, you too close. Back up, you too close. Hey, your, your, uh, your sensor red, move. Ooh. <laughs> oh, that's actually pretty for, dope. I need them for real life. Like, Facts. stay the fuck away from me. The motherfucker still want to roll up on you to this day. Like, well, can you move? <laughs> you back up? Okay, Tim, uh, keep on keeping on for us. Uh, Las Vegas Ra- uh, Raiders wide receiver Terrell Williams has suffered a torn labrum in his shoulder, but will try to play through it after rehabbing it. Don't think that's a good idea. Probably should just rehab it. But then again, they have young wide receivers that are hungry, and he probably don't want to lose his spot. They got Henry Ruggs uh, the third. So it's a tough yeah. spot. It's um, a tough spot to be in. A lot of players play through injury, but hey, do what's best for you, sir. And I hope that the medical staff is advising you in the most uh, proper. proper fashion. There you go. Thank you for the help. <laughs> No problem. Uh, the Cleveland Browns have had some secondary uh, injuries. Cleveland plays free safety Grant Del Pitt on injury reserve with the torn Achilles tendon in his season, which sucks. Achilles. 
Yeah. Oh, Ken ain't here to go, Keely. <laughs> but um, he was their second round pick, so that's a big hit for them because they was he was expected to start and he was cold in college. Um, without Dell Pitt, the Browns have a major hold opposite uh, strong safety Carl Joseph. Uh, Cleveland is still evaluating cornerback Greedy Williams, another LSU product, um, shoulder injury. Williams missed time with both shoulder and ankle issues as a rookie last season. Uh, Cleveland cornerback Kevin Johnson suffered a lacerated liver during practice and was admitted to the local hospital. The team announced another player fell on Johnson during practice. It's unclear when Johnson, who signed a one-year deal with the Browns in March, will be able to return to the team. I was uh, definitely about to ask, like, are they hitting at this point? Like, how the hell? Yeah, they they <laughs> tackling out that he fell on. Yeah, they tackling now. They 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 put pads. Yeah, they they're tackling now. They're tackling now. I've been seeing some videos and stuff like that. But um, San Francisco 49ers wide receiver Brandon Ayuk has a mild hamstring strain. They are hurting wide receivers, like literally. Um, Los Angeles Rams running back Daryl Henderson suffered a mild hamstring injury, and the team hopes to have him back by week one. Um, he had drawn praise for his play during training camp before the injury, but with the setback rookie running back Cam Akers, is clearly the favorite to get solid touches in the early season. And he was – he's expected to probably take over anyways if that didn't work out. Uh, Baltimore Ravens head coach John Harbaugh said quarterback Lamar Jackson, running back Justice Hill, and cornerback Marcus Peters have been dealing with soft tissue uh, injuries. That sucks. Those things can last all season, and they they might never never be able to get right until they actually rehab it. Yeah, I would imagine like there's gonna be a lot of that because like look how many hamstrings you said so far. Like I don't know how much you guys were able to work out over like the early quarantine days, like. I don't know, like, I, that's the fear is that there are going to be a lot of soft tissue things just because like people's uh, exercise and conditioning. Um, yeah, their exercise and conditioning schedules were thrown off so much. Like they didn't have mini camps, like their training camps have been kind of disjointed, <laughs> let's say. Um, like they aren't going to have uh, preseason games to kind of ramp up slowly. So, yeah, their bodies are all out of whack. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, yeah, Denver running uh, Denver Broncos linebacker Todd Davis. His calf is expected to miss two to three weeks. Davis, yeah, Davis was carted off on Thursday and uh, feared to have suffered a torn ACL. It's clearly a relief that he instead only missed uh, contact portion of camp. Previous calf injury also forced the 28 year old to miss two regular season games last year. Um, the San Francisco 49ers. Speaking of which, place wide receiver Jalen Hurd on a uh, he has a torn ACL on season injured season ending injured reserve, and lastly, uh, the Denver Broncos rookie wide receiver uh, KJ Hamler his hamstring will be out a couple weeks. So it's just it's just a lot of some really damn near all of them soft tissue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, transactions Ravens release safety uh, Earl Thomas after on on field altercation. So. <clears throat> This was a wild story. Or I just want to say, it sounded like this man was trying to get fired. <clears throat> yeah, because yeah. I mean, you get into a fight. But mm-hmm. they said that you showing up late to practices because you got to get your car washed and just other goofy <laughs> shit. It's just like, he didn't want to be there or he felt like he was bigger than, because he was a vet, he was Earl Thomas, that he could just kind of do what he was going to do and just get away with it and he was going to be the star safety because he could do that. But... Last year, it didn't show that you're still the same Earl. 
So yeah, it's just been a bad year for that man. Like it started with him getting punked in that playoff game. Oh yeah, and all the stuff came out with his ex and his brother, or I don't that know was, what happened exactly. But what, what, he was when he got held at uh, knife point to get on TMZ, huh? When he was held at knife point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and now all this stuff, and now you out of a job, like just bad. It's tough, tough, tough. Um, I was thinking so, about Camille, like, oh, Lord, not Earl. <laughs> right. Man. That was hilarious. <laughs> Earl ain't been the same since. I'm saying, like, his <laughs> no, 2020 has been, like, our collective 2020. <laughs> right. So he out much, here being late for practice because he wanted to get his car washed. Like, mm-hmm. early, um, yeah. Early, yeah, early. The Ravens announced yeah. that they have terminated his contract for personal conduct that has adversely affected the team. The Ravens are expected to try to avoid his $10 million guaranteed salary this season. Um, it is expected that the safety will file a grievance. So they we'll want the money back. He don't want to give it back. Right. They sense. said it could take months to figure this out and things like that. Um, I mean, the what's the name? The Big Chess. Antonio Brown. <laughs> Antonio Brown? His, his thing took all year for him to try to get his money back from the Patriots. So, mm-hmm. so it will take a minute. Um, speaking of safety, Cardinals signed safety Buda Baker to a four-year, $59 million extension. So Baker, 24, is now the highest-paid safety in league history per uh, ESPN's Adam Schefter. Baker will make around like $14.75 million per year over the next four seasons. Um, he was a 20, 2017 second-round pick, and he led all safeties in tackles and allowed the fifth-fewest receptions among safeties. I always find football deals to be funny because it's like, that's a, I don't know, that's a solid Brooke Lopez type contract. (laughs) But you're the richest person at your position. It's just different in the NFL. It's not all guaranteed. NXT 30 took place this weekend as well as SummerSlam. Only thing from NXT I want to highlight is the fact that Keith Lee lost his title to Killian Cross. Unfortunately, Killian Cross also injured himself during that match and therefore had to relinquish the title. But Keith Lee got called up and he's now on Raw. And he'll be fighting Randy Orton at Payback, the other pay-per-view WWE is having, <laughs> which What's is that? this weekend. So a couple of notes on that. So one, I enjoyed that Pat McAfee match. But that was fun. <laughs> like he, he, he was diving me. and shit. Yeah, like he that, that backflip he did off the top rope and then jumped back up like Shelton Benjamin. Like... Mm. That was impressive. Like he, like for a non-wrestler, like he he, put on, he had a really good wrestling match, which probably means you need to give credit to Adam Cole. But yeah. a lot of credit to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but talking about Keith Lee getting called up to the main roster, like they handicapped that man immediately. Like they changed his facial hair, they changed his theme music, they changed his wrestling gear. In his debut match, like he was. He had momentum, and then he was starting to get beat up and was starting to get finisher. So then they just pulled a plug on the match with no DQ. Like, that's not how you make a dude look strong in his debut, like, at all. Like, you just, like, they got him in what looks like a cross between, like, Mark Henry's ring gear and Viscera's <laughs> pajamas. Like, how you got this man wrestling <laughs> in <Philly> silk boxers? <laughs> not Fit Philly. Uh, Roddy Piper's oh, skirt. Oh, I was going to say look like Samoa Joe's shorts but again like none of it is just like flattering like i don't know who they looked at this finished finished product that was keith lee and it's like oh no we need to change everything about this dude it sucks because 
as much I, I thought about this today, I kind of light bulb. I was going to tweet it, but I was busy. In, in case you don't watch wrestling, Keith Lee is a he was one of the uh, black champions we had mentioned prior on the mm-hmm. show. He won the North American Championship and the NXT title. And then he relinquished the North American Championship to only focus on the NXT title for him to lose his NXT title in his very first defense. No, not his very first defense. I'm sorry. To lose it against Karrion Cross, But it, he didn't have it that long. Yeah. To it, turn it was around, not a long run at all. It was his first takeover defense, right? I would go with that. Because he did it at <laughs> Great American Bash is when he won it. Yeah. So in between, he's had some title defenses on NXT. But I think this is his first takeover defense. Um, for him to turn around and like you said strip him of everything on Raw is wild because as hard as Vince is pushing NXT to watch this and view this and watch this and view this why the fuck would you change him like nobody's ever seen him before like you you're pushing watch (laughs) NXT you having this NXT star show up you having hey NXT 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 and then when they come up to Raw or Smackdown you act like they don't exist at all that like their character on nxt was absolutely null and void you can't do that no more i would understand doing it in the past when he was doing ovw with shit like that i have to point out the fact that keith lee's title ring was actually 175 days damn it didn't seem that long uh, that is the second longest quarantine next to uh velveteen dream who had it for, for his uh, for nxt title oh, that's the north american that's the north american what was it? Because Velveteen, yeah. like, he never had the... Yeah. Velveteen never won. Unless uh, I missed some shit. No, Velveteen never won. Oh, this is... Why would they have this one here? I don't care about this belt. <laughs> yeah, the North American Championship, he had that for a minute. Yeah. But, um... No, like, all these title reigns are kind of like... Like, apparently, they were saying on SummerSlam. So, oh, full disclosure, like, I did watch wrestling this weekend for the first time. Thoughts? <laughs> um, <laughs> since, since WrestleMania. Uh, like well, I'll get to that with my SummerSlam, or like when we get to SummerSlam. But they were saying on the show, like, uh, what's the the Street Profits? Like mm-hmm. they're the longest reigning Raw Tag Team Champs, but that's because mm-hmm. like they've had it pretty much the entire quarantine and just nothing's yeah. been happening. So they've defended them, but yeah, I but I mean, it. I'm just saying like it's not a noteworthy reign because it's like all this shit is happening at the Performance Center. Like, uh, okay, Keith Lee's reign was 52 days. Yeah, it wasn't long at all. Which is uh, not the shortest. Samoa Joe only had 14 days. Was that his second or first? His second. Yeah, During his first, he had it 121. Yeah, Samoa Joe had it for a little bit too. But yeah, it's just, it's, it sucked. And That's, I didn't even tell Sam when he appeared. I'm like, his theme music don't even make sense. Like the way it starts, basket is glory, and then the rest of his theme song goes with that portion. His theme song no longer makes sense. <laughs> well, see, the whole I mean, he has pay per view debut this Sunday against Randy Orton. It should be a good wrestling match. So, oh yeah, we'll but if he loses, like that completely kills him. Like I, the they can't have him lose. They can't. If they do that, I'm just gonna turn. I'm just gonna turn it off. I'm just gonna stare at the screen like like Jim from now. I'm gonna look somewhere for a fake camera, and then that's gonna be the end of that. <laughs> Real quick, one more. He did tweet today because everybody had been tweeting and pissed off about his music. So Keith Lee did respond and said on Twitter, said, music is out of my hands, period. Leave it be. I'll sort it out later. Like, okay. Oh, motherfucker. I mean, I don't know why people would be tweeting him. Like, he he responded like people mad at him that he changed the music. Like, I mean, people, you know, so wrestling wrestling fans are. are 
toxic. You already know. You already know. So they probably were tweeting him thinking that he changed his music. Knowing damn well that man. Think of it like this. They took away his gear too. He was selling his gear and his merch. He don't have no merch now because they took away his ring attire and his gear. I mean, they're still selling it, but. Why not have it on the raw? I'm just telling you, they're going to still sell it. They're going to have it in a little NXT store probably. And it's going to be like its own brand. When I saw him come out and that shit, like I'm like, Vince took one look at him and was like, he's too naked or his shorts are too tight. Like Vince has a thing about like fat people, but it's like you employ like how much shit that Mark Henry took for being overweight for years. But he was like, the strongest he, man. The reason he never got pushed was because he, Vince thought he was fat. Mm. Bro. What about Viscera? Viscera was made to be a joke. <laughs> Mm. And like he made him wrestle in pajamas, like <laughs> the man's not be okay. So <laughs> like, like he never had black, big black men like that aren't muscular. Like mm. he never has them uncovered. Like he always puts more and more clothes on them. Hmm. Um, yeah. Just for interest of time, we're gonna keep it moving. Summer because we're gonna talk about the whole Western Conference mm. playoffs too. So we for sure. SummerSlam was also this weekend. As Eric mentioned, it was his first time watching wrestling and. Ages. <laughs> All three of y'all watched the pay per view. I fell asleep during it. I'm just not that interested. So I'm going to let y'all have this. Hmm. One thing I was intrigued by was Roman Reigns coming back with um, Matt Hardy's teeth. I don't care. He was still fine. <laughs> White teeth and all. I just want to know, like, how come when people get their teeth capped, like, it's always like them big ass, super straight, super white that don't look natural at all? They all like, smell like this. Yeah, they all. They, <laughs> they look like people with grills, like that go out of their way to make sure that you can see their teeth. Oh yeah. <laughs> or like maybe the teeth are just too big for their mouth, so they can't close it all the way. Thought it was uh, trash. Sasha lost, but at the same time, I kind of expected it because she ain't had the title longer than twenty-seven days. So <laughs> I was like, "Damn!" But I'm sure that's a tool just to break them up as a team. Yeah, yeah but I mean, like literally lose on Sunday too. Huh? They're probably going to lose on Sunday yeah. too when they defend their tag titles, and then it's just going to be Bailey. Bailey left with the belt, and then Sasha's going to be like, "Well, I want that belt," and then they're going to finally fight, and then we can break them up, and they can have a, a feud, and then we can move on. Mm-hmm. I just oh, told makes you. Makes sense for them to feud. Like, not going like leading up to like Mania or something. I was say, yeah, like, it's, it's not that far off again now. It's not. So, <laughs> yeah, Summer Slams. They so probably will. Start sowing those seeds. Yeah. <laughs> might, they might pay it off at Royal Rumble or Survivor Series. Who knows? Depends on how long they want to milk that. But, anyways, any other Summer Slam thoughts? Um, um, it was better than I expected, though. Because um, I ain't really watched the pay per view in a minute, so you know I just peep in, peep out type shit. Um, but yeah, it was way better than I expected. The Thunderdome is is kind of dope. Like I didn't know like how they was going like you know fully like pull off the effect, but yeah, I like I like it though. It's yeah. better than what they, yeah, it's better than what they were doing before. I don't know if y'all so, yeah, that's cool. I don't know if y'all seen it though, but like people are acting up. Yeah, like it's yeah. people like they had like a Chris Benoit photo up. Like it's people. Yeah. Um. Like somebody had like an ISIS video playing. Somebody was just like um, it was one other thing too. I forgot, huh? Somebody was just like the clan. Yeah, that was the other thing. What? Like somebody dressed up as KKK. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't see that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, wrestler fans. Give people an inch. <laughs> yeah. Take a fucking mile. 
And somebody on Twitter actually said that they was like, I don't think I've seen anything like that on NBA. Have anybody else seen anything like that with NBA? No, I was like, stuff like goats and people dressed as or people just clowns in the cameras. and you did have the one guy smoking a blunt though. He was smoking a blunt during the Bucks game. Oh yeah, wasn't what's his name? Um, smoking Lil Wayne. Or like he no, nah, it, it was just out. some random guy who had a virtual seat and he had a blunt during the game. <laughs> I saw a video of like like Wayne like went off his camera and then he came back and then blew some smoke out. So he wasn't actually smoking, but there was smoke. Oh, the we seat. don't we don't know what that could have been. It could have been who it could have been uh during the bus game was just smoking a brown cigarette, you know? There you go. Yeah, yeah like you get you a black like, wood. A, a backwoods cigar, sir. That's the thing. Like, the NBA, like, first of all, like, not all of their cameras, like, all of their fans are on the screen all the time. Mm-hmm. And also, like, they went with way less screens. Like, WWE has, like, 200 people on camera <laughs> at least. Like, for real. At a time. Like, like, you asking for yourself, like I said, at least. Like, I came in, I wasn't going to try to sit there and count. So, like, maybe try to lessen the amount of people that you have or at least don't have them be live. So you can actually sit there and monitor the stream. Yeah, we're actually doing it. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know how they would time that. With if it, I don't know. I don't know. Like if you really, really need live reaction. fan yeah. reactions anyway, because they're piping in the noise anyway. Exactly. So you right, you right. You're so right. I, have to, I I gotta look it up. But Sam said that uh, with their stream, we're part of the agreement that if you do misbehave, um, they're just gonna kick you out and ask somebody back in because I guess there's a waiting list or uh, like a queue for people to get in for people that they're kicking out. So like, maybe sense. they just need to hire more people to look at more screens then. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody has one screen. If you, How many videos you got? I need a screen for it in the back. You need somebody watching. Right. But I mean, like they fired all the employees, so. <laughs> and bringing yeah. them back as retribution. <laughs> <laughs> there's some, soccer, there's some, uh, some soccer news on here, I see. Yeah, some just some real quick. Uh, just want to say congrats to Bayern Munich. Uh, they they beat PSG, so Neymar and Kalen Mbappe uh, they took that L. But PSG um, lost to Bayern Munich in the 2020 Champions League final. So congrats to them. But what the news of Barcelona losing because they got smacked by Bayern. I think it was like eight to one. <laughs> got smacked, smacked. Messi said, "Fuck this shit, I'm out." So Messi said, I'm leaving. I don't want to be at Barcelona no more. Been there since he was 13 years old. You said what? He's been there since he was 13 years old. Yeah. And he hasn't moved. And there's been, there's been rumblings that he may want to move or rumors. And people have thought wow. about it and tried. But now he's like, yeah. That man is 33 now. Yeah. He is. And still cold. Still one of the greatest. <laughs> he's been there for 20 years is what you're telling me? Yes. Yeah. In Barcelona as a legend. Like he started as one of their youth players and has worked his way up to around about 16, 17, he became the prodigy. Dang. I mean, he's a prodigy, but yeah, he's been on the, the men, the big team, like since. And his contract not even up till next year. And he's like, hey, look, hey. He has a clause up. in it that allows mm-hmm. him to leave for free, right? Yeah. Uh, transfer. So reports from Argentina claim Messi believes a clause in the contract should oblige Barcelona to uh, let him leave for free. However, as reported by ESPN earlier this year, the club maintained that particular clause expired at the start of the summer. The team that summer when we were in quarantine. Yeah. So they ain't, they ain't extending that. (laughs) They ain't extending that, but 
he may be coming over to Man City. I've been trying to get him over here for a while now, but he may go over to my team, bro. We get messy. It's a wrap. So they just got they just got off on a technicality about like trying to buy too many players. So they yep. just go try to buy the most expensive players. They, they they crunching the numbers right now to make sure it's it's legal. Like <laughs> we're literally crunching the numbers to try <laughs> to make sure that we can sign Messi legally. Pennies, I'm sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, they did sign they they've already signed a couple of, like top notch players since every since everything got good. We've signed some great defenders and some young saying, talent. Uh, I got well. Ashley ordered me a messy Barcelona shirt for my birthday that won't be here till October, and he probably won't. He might not be on the team by that time. Oh. Hey, City got some cold ass uh, black Puma jerseys that they're coming out with. Cold. Well, I ain't been to Manchester, so. I mean that jersey has uh, sentimental value though. It, it's a legendary jersey. Yeah, it's black and gold. Like it was just cold. Like I just liked it. I was like, <laughs> and then you know, Messi is their best player, and he wore number ten, which is like my favorite number. So. That's yeah, fair. Of events that now he gonna fuck up. So <laughs> let's talk we'll Western Conference playoffs and then playoffs. Uh, get into blow the whistle and take that five. Playoffs. Ken, I'm glad you're here, buddy. <laughs> Big boy handlers, what up? Just you know you on camera this time. Now everybody go. <laughs> you better chill out. I ain't gonna say antlers, antlers. Yeah, he he was doing this, y'all. Yeah, Big, y'all, y'all Big, antlers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big boy antlers. <laughs> so the Lakers lead the Trailblazers 3-1 currently in the series. Game Indeed. five will be tomorrow, Wednesday, the 26th. So as y'all listening, your day one is today. Mm-hmm. They don't have Zach Collins in Portland, and they're not going to have Dame mm-hmm. Dollar tomorrow either. So I'm just going to say this series is done. Even it's if Portland somehow squeaked out a win, they I don't need three of them. Yeah, I don't see y'all winning like, three of them. It's not gonna happen. It was a mm-hmm. fun story. But Ken, how did you feel throughout this uh the series? Um, I'm not gonna lie, initially going into it, um at the beginning, I was nervous because Portland was hot and Dane was just like on fire. Um when we lost when we did lose the first game, like I I wasn't nervous. I was like, I know we're gonna bounce back or whatever, because we are obviously we are the better team. Um, but you know, huh? Big cash, you know. So you wasn't talking that shit after game one. <laughs> who was? Go ahead. Who, who was it? I never. I what am I scared of Portland? Fuck out of here! Everybody, that's what I want to fucking say. Everybody want to talk shit. All the broad crack, all the broad this, all this stupid shit. When a nigga lose, then what? Now we winning. Nigga put up thirty points. Now where everybody at? Where they at, dude? I don't know, man. Turn <laughs> <laughs> game time at me. <laughs> Come on. Fuck out of here. <laughs> like, oh, what's wrong with y'all? Hey, Dane was cooking. Until he, he got hurt. Until so he got hurt. Y'all had to take my man's out, bro. He got hurt. Please he got shit. tired. That man has been at an ungodly hey. level for a bit, for some weeks now. Yeah. That man was running 100%. Game after All the game time. after game. Exactly. <laughs> he finally hit that wall. <laughs> you thankful? Honestly. Hey, Honestly. God do it all the time. I take him. Get to him. Talk to him. <laughs> Wait, are you are you thanking God that Dame got hurt? Like, what the hell? What kind of shit is that? Wait, is that what you said? He said he ran to a wall and thank God. Like, I, I am, I, am I misinterpreting? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did I miss something? Mm-hmm. Uh, did my did I my said, 
I don't know. God, like, works, God works in mysterious ways. <laughs> so who am I? Who right. am I to question God? Hey, you go. better get off Hall of Fame, Dane. Right. Uh, the patron saint of uh, Taking Five Podcast. Right. right. Get off. Get Where off. Our it ain't like you talking about Paul Pierce or anything. Melo was balling too. Man, listen. The, let me. Oh, hey, let me pause you real quick. Carmelo Anthony, thank you for that mellow game that you had because you won me some money. Thank you. <laughs> How much you win? I appreciate you. I don't know. I took some of my friends' money, you know, and a lot. What was the wager? Like, what? What were y'all? Oh, we play Fanduel. We do oh, okay. private private games on Fanduel. Oh, I thought you meant like somebody was like Melo ain't gonna score, and then he dropped whatever. Yeah. No, I picked him on my on my squad, and he he had a game. That's some faith because he had nothing. I had prior picked to him that the, that first, the first two oh. games too. Oh, he lost you some money first. <laughs> the I was like, two you point game. Pay it off. Like you don't have to pay it off at some point, man. You owe me. I feel it. I feel it. She, she, she had the utmost faith, bro. She had Middleton when he was still Ooh. struggling. Melo. Uh, <laughs> and, and when I won this game with Melo, it was because I still had faith. Like Middleton had bounced back. Bledsoe had a great game. Brogdon had it was cooking his mind game. It was Anthony Davis heard it cooking in the second half. It was everybody like, revenge game type shit. Yeah, everybody <laughs> took niggas money. I'm like, damn. <laughs> you second though. So I came good. in second. Damn. Anywho, yeah. Lakers are gonna win the series. Portland put on a, a valiant effort. Like I, the way they played in this bubble was something I think NBA fans will remember for a while. Like that, Definitely. that was a special run that Dame went on for sure, for sure. Especially now, since it was the catalyst was Paul George and Pat Bev. Like exactly, exactly. And now he broke them niggas mentally. <laughs> <laughs> Man, listen. Paul George, should we just talk about the? I mean, the Clippers are playing the. Just go right into oh, it. low! They up by fifteen right now. Who the Clippers? The Clippers, yeah. That the first. Uh, I was gonna say like <laughs> they've had big leads in I think the last two games. Yeah. And Dallas comes back, so that is true because in game four, mm-hmm. I definitely turned it off in the. I was like, oh, it's about to be a nap. I think I turned two K on or something. Game and one, I, got, I think they went up like what nineteen to two or something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I got I had got an alert and I was like, oh, let me turn the game back on. Oh, they hooped, that they was one of the best games that I've seen in some years. Like that game was just Luke back and over. forth down the stretch. Lucas, yeah, Lucas, like, I can't. He's different. Is Atlanta sick? Is what? It's only two years after the trade. Is Atlanta sick about it? I mean, I think at least Atlanta has Trey Young to, to kind of... Is Atlanta sick about it? Can I finish my sentence? At least Atlanta has Trey Young. Like, if, if anybody needs to be sick, it's Sacramento. Sacramento, yeah. yes. Because... Marvin hurt, Bagley. So maybe Marvin Bagley can turn around, but thus far... Like, you had the natural connection there. Like, you got Vlade and Peja. Like, they all from the former Yugoslavia, like... But I thought he didn't want to play for Sacramento because uh, – no, no. I thought Peja didn't want to draft him or Vladi because somebody was beefing with his daddy or some shit like that. Wasn't it was a beef the reason why – it was something personal, that. the reason why they didn't draft Luka. I about that. I just know that they never really considered him. Um, and, again, like, Aiden, Trey Young, like, they're at least trending towards being really good NBA players. Mm-hmm. Marvin Bagley doesn't have that track record. Like, all, all three teams should be like, damn, we fucked up. But – I mean, Atlanta had much, them. That's much, why I said them. 
much like they're always going to be linked like that's that's a natural yeah. connection to go to luca and trey are going to be linked for their entire career because of that trade but much like houston doesn't get shit for taking elijah one over jordan but portland does for taking Bowie over jordan like Fair. you know like yeah. if you get a good player out of it like you can't really be too mad even if it's not the trans the you know transcendent superstar there now that's true uh, right now, I'm, I'm gonna come back. To, we're gonna come back to Clippers, Dallas last since they're playing. We can have the most up to date score. Houston leads Oklahoma City, or I'm sorry, tied. it's tied two two. It says mm-hmm. leads, but then it says two two. So I was being Ron Burgundy. My bad. <laughs> Russ still hasn't played in this series. He's still day to day with his strain right quad. So I think I saw that he's gonna be out for Game Five, but don't quote me on that. Okay. I think 2-2. Two, OKC two. figured him out, too. Houston went up 2-0, and then OKC said, we got some back. Chris Paul looked absolutely amazing during game three. Yeah. That overtime, like... He unreal, dog. It was nice <laughs> to see him look like Chris Paul. For, like, it was nice to have a retro Chris Paul game. Who y'all got in this series now? We, we've seen four games. Last week, last week, me and Tim both came in saying the Thunder, and then Eric talked us into Houston a little bit, and I jumped ship. Did I did too? But I think yeah, I you brought back. up the fact you brought up the fact that Houston, even without Russ, like this is how James Harden flourishes. So mm-hmm. like, they that's interesting that I convinced y'all of that because I definitely took OKC. Yeah, like, I know I think, you did, but that's what that was your you you pulled that the Tim. Like, argued against. Well, no, I wasn't. Argue, I was. I was just saying like they have that. Like that was what they would have to do. Like I wasn't saying that as it was a good thing. <laughs> like I've man, seen. People. I saw it as man. James Harden would have like sixty. He gonna be out here cooking, cooking. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, that definitely assists, was not though. my argument, but yeah, I'm sure I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I don't know. I don't know. It looks like, as Tim mentioned, that the Thunder might have figured out a little something about how to run with Houston. But these games have been so close that, I mean, game three really went down mm-hmm. the way it went down in overtime because James Harden fouled out. So, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I think don't know that these are two series. very evenly matched teams, even when Russ gets back because he changes, like, the way, the way that Houston play. has to play. So, mm-hmm. I think that either way, like, it's going to be close down the stretch. Um, like, I don't think like I don't think either team is, like, demonstrably better than the other. Um, Houston lost game four because they went cold from three, which is going to happen. Like, they're, they're not a very do. good three-point shooting team. <laughs> But they're streaky. The yeah. Right. And they just shoot a bunch of them. So, like, they're going to go cold and they're going to get hot at points. Like, it just depends on how long you can ride that, ro- ride that roller coaster. Um, I do think that Dort is a very good defender on oh Harden. Oh, my God. He like, is. He's, he's, like, built in a lab to guard James Harden. <laughs> um, and he's very patient. He's very patient, too. Like, that's the thing. Like, he doesn't he reach. Young? Yeah. He doesn't reach. Uh, he moves his feet. Um, and he doesn't fall for like all those tricks that James Harden uses on other people. So, like, if anything gives them confidence going forward, it's that. But again, like, if Houston can make open three pointers, like, they would have won Game Four going away. Jeff Green mm-hmm. been hooping. Mm-hmm. He's been looking good, yeah. And Eric yeah. Gordon back has been a big help for him too. <laughs> I hadn't even realized that Houston got the entire OK, OKC band back together, save for Russ. <laughs> like, 
if you look at the early OKC teams, um, like before they started making the playoffs, like it was Harden, Russ, Jeff Green, <laughs> and KD. So, I don't know, just an hey. interesting, like the fact that they're now playing against OKC is. Let me let me ask you this, Ken, because the winner of that series will be playing the Lakers in the second round. Mm-hmm. Do you have a preference of who you play? Like, is there a, is there one team that you're more like? I'd rather play them instead of the other. Um, I rather play. I rather play Houston, to be honest. Um, because we we tend to not play as well against teams with that has like a true point guard. You might have Rondo back though. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Because they are missing around like this. Yeah, yeah, we definitely miss. He said that earlier. Paul, before. Yeah, yeah, but Chris Paul, man. I mean, I don't, I don't, I rather, I rather see James Harden and Chris Paul. I know that might sound crazy, but well, but theoretically, they'll have Russ back by then too. Yeah, and well, we, mm, okay, no, okay, I'm confident. I'm hella confident. In my Lakers be. <laughs> You, so you don't care who you don't care who you play. It don't, it don't even matter because we're going to the final. So it is what it is. But if you had to pick, you'd rather first. have the Rockets. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. Personally, I'd rather have Rockets. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to say about that one. They might still be playing next week, but all we know that that series might be going might go seven. seven on that one. Yeah. <laughs> So we also have Utah and Denver, as we mentioned. Denver won tonight to bring the series to 3-2, lit up by another day. Jamal Murray had another outstanding game. So streaky. He's, he's been pretty – I mean, in the, in the playoff, he's been pretty consistent. Like, he's about the only one that has brought consistent effort across all five games to this point. Mm-hmm. Like, Jokic kind of comes and goes. Like, even if his numbers are there, like – Similar to Middleton, like he just kind of disappears for stretches. You kind of mm-hmm. forget that he's on the court. And like I think the entire what was that game three that they got blown out. Like he was just terrible yeah. that game. And their defense is ass. Like Michael Porter Jr. is sub Jabari level defense. Bruh. Like just all leg defense. He is a turnstile. <laughs> like that. <laughs> like damn, bro. Put a hand. No, don't put your hands this way. Put them out. God damn. And like I don't even know if it's an effort thing or if he just has like terrible lateral quickness and he can't keep up with anybody. But that kid is lost, and they are like they're doing everything they can to attack him every time he's on the court. Like he has no chance against Donovan Mitchell. Tim has a point here. I just looked at uh, Murray's, numbers. Murray's numbers. Yeah, he had 36 in game one, 14 in game two, 12 in game three, 50 in game four, and 42 in game five. So, I think the effort was there even if it was. I remember even during the season, like he would put up some numbers, but he'll have games where he'll just be. I mean, the, the thing quiet. with that too was in the games that he lost, he had 13 shots in game two and – 16 in game three, but game one, he had 20 game five, game four, he had 31 and game five. He had what 25 shots, 26 shots. Like if he, if he's, I guess he needs to shoot a lot. I guess he's a he shooter. Shoot yeah. Like he has to shoot 20 times, but that was, that was consistent going back to last year though, too. Like in the games that they won, like he would have big scoring numbers in the games that he lost that they lost. Like his, his numbers would be down. Like they kind of went the way that he went. Gary Harris will be back soon too, right? That I'm not sure about. 
Denver or, uh, or Utah? After seeing them in action now, who do you think wins? Because I had was, Denver going into it. I thought that Utah would be a little undermatched. They would play the but, winner of the uh, Mavs uh, Clippers, right? Yeah. Yep. Both going to get smacked, either one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, she's saying who's going to win. Um, this series. Utah. I'll go with the team with more defense. I, but I, I go Denver's been playing line. well, too, Like, which surprised me. And like I said, Conley in the bubble, Conley's been nice. He's been he's been playing pretty well, like better than he played during the actual season. So <laughs> that's not hard to do because he was terrible. Right, but at the same time, that bump in play has helped no, Denver no, since he's it. been back. So I agree. I'm gonna go um, with Denver, and they haven't really been. I mean, that's Denver. Like oh, my computer gonna die. Been. Yeah, I'm, so I'm going with Tim. Utah. Hold on, I'm about to pull a Tim. Y'all keep going. I need to find my my charger. Y'all uh, talk about round two or something. <laughs> oh, we supposed to be talking about <laughs> LA, right? The oh, yeah, in Dallas. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, but like I was getting to before, like that game four was epic. Like down the stretch, like Kawhi and Lucas just kind of going back and forth, like everybody hitting big shots. <clears throat> like the fact that Luca was doing that, like on a sprained ankle that made him a game time decision. Uh I don't even remember his stats. It was something like 40-plus points, 19 rebounds or something like that, 13 assists. Like, he just controlled the game, like, to a degree that a second-year player shouldn't. It's it's funny because a lot of people talk about, like, his change of pace. I used to have a quarterback when I was coaching football. And I kid you not, he was the slowest damn kid on the field, but he had one little juke move, just one little slow-ass juke move, and he would get him Every time, I'm like, how the fuck are you getting these kids with this slow-ass juke? Luca's the same way. It's like, duh, how you get him with this slow-ass crossover? But he shook free. He wide open. And that step back is serious, bro. Like, when he did that step back on uh, Reggie Jackson, I was like, that's in there. <laughs> I was like, that's his shot. That Reggie Jackson shot. wasn't necessarily playing bad defense on that play. And then they would have Paul George there. It would have been the same result. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> <Dang>, who's that? <laughs> yeah. He spent on both of them in that game. Still cash, but, but that's the thing. Like he was giving every like Kawhi was on him. He bumped Kawhi off, got his shot off. Like PG was on him, he got off on him. Like it didn't matter who LA threw at him. Like they have so many people that should be physically that should be able to guard Luca, and like they had no answers for that kid. Yeah, mm-hmm. at huh. all. Like more. Like he was abusing Morris. How tall is Luca? Six seven. Six seven, I think. Six seven. Six eight. Six seven big guard. Even though he'll be slower, he could still move and maneuver. Because I think it was Spencer Dinwiddie on Twitter. I know you're thinking about two mm-hmm. K Bill, mm-hmm. but I think it was Spencer Dinwiddie on Twitter <laughs> who mentioned the fact that it's because he's unpredictable. Like if you do the same move over and over, like I'm gonna be able to figure it out. But <clears throat> the way Luca conti- like consistently changes his pace and you can't figure out what he's about to do next makes mm-hmm. him very hard to guard, even though he moves so slow. Which so, makes a shit ton of sense because if you see the same fastball, eventually you'll catch up. If you know the moves, you can they gonna groove. Yeah, like <laughs> you just gotta get in your bag a little bit. And I I responded to Denwee's tweet like that's kind of what Yance's problem is. Like he kind of go he he'll put his head down and like he'll go to the same move every time. So people just kind of time it. Like as long as you know where he's going, like you can get to the spot even if he's stronger and faster than you. Um, and like he'll go to the spin move, like he has. It's kind of like um, we were talking about on Hard Knocks, where the guy was like, "You got to change your cadence up," because like if you're doing the same thing every time, I can predict that 
oh, this is going to be a rod or this is going to be a pass. Mm-hmm. Like I, that gives me, a, that gives me an edge and I can defend you better. Yeah. Right? I, like if you kind of switch it up, what? Yeah, I was gonna say like I agree, Giannis can still work on that, but he has been diversifying the way. He's that gotten he does better, that. but yeah, like, he's gotten, still, like, like he still has work to do. But right. I just want to point out the fact that if you looked at the way he played in 2014, like mm-hmm. he really only had the spin move, like he mm-hmm. was just spinning all over the place, like a little like a little top, just spinning, and then he started incorporating that euro a little bit. But he still needs to diversify his game for sure. But he has put in some work. Yeah, no, the point that I was getting to is, like, that's why he gets, like, so many charges is because they can guess where he's going to be. Um, also, yeah. they, they just fall over, like, as soon as he's Man, coming as soon as he's touching, they the place. <laughs> but, like, very often they do get to the spot because they know where he's going. Yeah. He's been getting stripped a lot, too, like, with those. Like, even if uh, you get the spoon move off, they're still stripping. A little bit. He's, I mean, he's been really good. Yeah, no, I bet he's the best player in the world. Like I'm, I'm nitpicking <laughs> at this point, but I'm just right. kind of explaining why. Like the the charges are frustrating, um, and part of that is just like that's the, the only defense that they have to guard against them. But anyway, back to the Clippers. Oh, <laughs> okay. I was talking about Giannis, but yeah, um, I got you. Yeah, no, that was just a great game. The series has been competitive. Um, like the Mavs three point shooting has been unreal but not to the point where it's, like, unsustainable. Like, it's just, like, they're getting a bunch of wide-open shots. Again, thanks to you, Luca. Like, although they're playing well with <laughs> him on the bench, too. So, it's just... This pass is just ridiculous. And they're actually playing <laughs> without Porzingis right now, too. Mm-hmm. And he just be hooping. Which is, like, after game four, I'm like, okay, if Porzingis doesn't get ejected for bullshit reasons in game one, and if Luca doesn't turn his ankle in game two, I mean, game three, like, the two games that Dallas lost, like, could this have been a sweep? Could have been. I know you can't really take it, you know, pull things in and out like that because, like, maybe the Clippers come with a different defensive strategy. But still, at the same time, like, that's how good like- Dallas has been this series where, like, we're two, you know, pivotal moments away from it being a 4 0 sweep. I feel Who like got in the series. Dallas. Did you? I can't remember. Did you always have He's Dallas? The, he, I had Dallas. Okay. And I was on the fence and I'm like, uh, you, I'm going to still go with the Clippers. All, yeah. yeah. But I could see. I'm still of that mind. Like, I still think the Clippers figure it out because Paul George has Hell, to Pete. play better. Yeah. He <laughs> like, has to. Even. He can't play much worse. Pandemic P. And it- <laughs> he, had a, he had to turn off his IG comments. Y'all ruthless on the internet, fam. He ain't been right since uh, Dane flamed his ass. He deserved it all. Fuck. And then you got Austin Rivers out here. I mean, Austin, Seth Curry out here talking big shit on the court. Yeah, he definitely <laughs> called him a BA. BAN. A ban. He's a ban. That is hilarious. That's that's a deep beef. And they though. got and they got some personal beef. Yeah. <laughs> like if 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 you do my wife wrong, like I kind of gotta hate you on principle. In case <laughs> you don't, yeah. In case you even don't though know. like you kind of like you being a ban, like kind of led to like you know my daughter being born, but still like. Mm. Would you want to tell the people what the what the the backstory is with them, just real quick, in case people don't know the the, the curry. Rivers, George, dynamic. So pretty much Doc Rivers' daughter and Paul George were dating. Paul George cheated on her, which led to her dating Seth Curry. Seth Curry now plays for Doc Rivers, and they're playing against the Clippers. So when he scored on Paul George, he called him a bitch-ass nigga because they had issues, I guess. He don't fuck with him like that. You was close. Seth Curry plays for the Mavericks. Paul George is is on the Clippers, but... yeah. So now yeah. it's like your ex-girlfriend's – you play for your ex-girlfriend's dad. 
<laughs> but her boyfriend gave me buckets her, on the other team in the playoffs. Her husband. Her husband. I'm sorry. There you go. Me buckets on the other team in the playoffs. It's a wild. It's, that's a that's a wild shit. Um, I actually won Dallas to win the series. I had the Clippers because I was, you know, I wanted to see the L.A. L.A. Western Conference Finals. But honestly, I just want to keep watching Luca play basketball. So, I hope Dallas wins. Luca's scary, yo. Yeah, that's a bad. That's a bad man. Y'all don't want to see Dallas for show for show. <clears throat> oh, definitely not. I ain't even gonna lie to you. That'd be so fun to watching Luca and LeBron. Luca Young, man, I ain't gonna lie to you. Uh, the kid is amazing, yo. Hey, I hear you. Let's get into the blow the whistle. All right, now that's enough out of you. You know what? Tease ass up. Blow the whistle. Eric, it's on you, my man. Yeah, so my blow the whistle is on Fox Sports uh, play-by-play announcer Tom Brenneman. Um, he was caught on a hot mic um, using a homophobic homophobic slur. Um, this was during a Reds game. I guess he's the regional play-by-play announcer for them. He also works Fox Sports uh, NFL coverage. He's on like the B or C team. I don't know which one, but um, he's a really good announcer. Um, but they they got his ass off of the mic like mid game. Like he he yep. does a little sign off. He's like, you know, I don't know when the next time I'll be <laughs> or if I'll ever be on another Reds broadcast. But it's been a pleasure, and I'm sorry to the people that I offended. Blah blah. blah. He called it the uh, I can't even use the word the f word. Um, they said he was saying something was the f word capital of the world. Like I don't know why those words will ever come out of your mouth anyway, but let alone when you know that you're on a microphone. Like, it just, it's stupid. Like, I don't even have anything really to say. Like, that word. Does that work, though? Yeah, like, I don't know why that <laughs> word. Like, I don't know why you use that word in your personal life, let alone being at work when your job is to talking to a microphone. Like, you should just always assume that that mic is hot. If yeah. you were willing to say that when you think a hot mic is off, I can only imagine what you say when you get at home. Exactly. You was cool with at work just getting it off like that too. <laughs> like at the crib, it's probably it's, you know it's worse at the crib. Yep. It's always worse at the crib. But yeah. that motherfucker called a, a home run mid uh, mid apology too. He's like, yep, and uh, someone still hits a home run, and I said, I really am sorry, man. Like I I just truly do. I'm like, it's the sorriest damn sorry. I, I get it. You truly sympathetic, but. That's not the first time you've probably said this because it just rolled off the tongue too easy, bro. Like it, just, it was just too natural. Yep, too loose. When people say shit like that, like you aren't sorry that you said it, you aren't sorry that you offended people, you sorry you got caught. Yep. Okay. Yep. Thanks. Every time. Looking for a couple of ha-has. Right. That being said, we can go into the Tech Tie Five and get on out of here. Five, four, three, two. One tech top five. Last week's tech top five were top five Undertaker matches. Who had list A? I believe that was Tim. I think I had B. I think list A had uh, Jeff Hardy on it, didn't it? If that's that one, then Eric won. Whoever had list A was the winner this week. I'm pretty. I think that was me. Okay. Congrats, Eric, on your win, sir. Either way, I take it. You know, I like. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, this week, 
yeah, the Jeff Hardy match was on there, so that's Eric. Okay, so since this is Mamba Week, our Tech Top 5 this week is going to be Top 5 Kobe Moments. So, Tim. Real quick, I just want to say, like, even with all the Mamba Week stuff and it being, what, seven months later, like, it's still surreal to me. Like, I still, like, it still doesn't register, like, Kobe gone. Like, it just, it still don't seem real to me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's I just do weird. want to say uh, that Lakers oh. game last night on Kobe Day was wild. It was like six man Kobe was up in there because Portland couldn't do nothing. <laughs> they couldn't do sets. nothing. They couldn't do nothing right. Kobe was on the rim just doing like this to them. They couldn't get nothing going. But the and the fact that it was over eight to twenty four at one point, like right. that was just crazy. LeBron was sitting here cashing from like. 35 plus feet on threes. I said, oh, yeah, this, the Lakers ain't losing tonight. This, <laughs> they put too much personal pride in this. Honestly, when I saw they were wearing the Mamba jerseys, yeah. When I saw they were wearing the Mamba jerseys, I was like, oh, no, they can't lose today. Yeah. They better not. All right. Tim, <laughs> let's hear your top five Kobe moments. Uh, number five, I got when he tore his Achilles and then turned around and hit two free throws. Yeah. Um, Number four, when he outscored the Mavs team uh, through three quarters, 62 to 61 by himself. That was some wild shit. Um, number three, I have his game winner against the Phoenix Suns. Um, the 99-98 when he took the 3-1 series against Phoenix. Uh, it was the first round of the 2006 playoffs. Um, number yeah, when two, he pulled. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was showing all, like, yeah. <laughs> 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 Give him the fifth. <laughs> Uh, number two, I got the uh, 81 point game, and number one, I have his retirement game. Eric, that's a good list. That's a good list. Um, number five, I'm gonna go with that lob to Shaq in the Western Conference Finals mm-hmm. against Portland. Um, like that was like, like that was that led to their first title essentially because. That Western Conference Finals was the championship, I feel like. Yeah. Um, and that got them over the hump. Like, that was just crazy. Um, four. Four, I'll go with. Yeah, there's so many good ones to choose from. It's so many good moments. Um, four, I'll go with 62 and three quarters. Um, like you said, he outscored the entire Mavericks team by itself. Yep. <laughs> Three, uh, uh, three. I'll go with the Achilles uh, free throws. Two, the eighty-one point game, and one the sixty-point finale. Mamba okay. out. I th- yeah, I think we might all have the same number one. Um, number five, I have. Kobe Duncan on Dwight Howard because that's just one of still my favorite dunks I've ever seen before. He made that was a welcome to the league dunk if I've ever seen one before. <laughs> Jesus. Uh number four, I and got people wonder why they didn't work out as teammates. Right. You dunked on me that way, man. We can never be cool. Number yeah. four, I had uh, Kobe don't flinch when Matt Barnes tried to uh pump the ball in his face and Kobe just looked at him like a like a killer. Love that. 
Number three, I got the free throws after the torn Achilles because one, it kind of symbolized like the last time we saw Kobe at full like Kobe strength. Yeah. And he went out of that phase like a G, not both of them free throws down with a whole torn Achilles. So that's number three for me. And walked off the court. Yep. On his own. Number two, I got the 81 point game. Sorry. Messi just chose Mad City. Did he really? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Messi wants Manchester City to be his new club in reunion with Pep. He was this just talking wild about season. this. Wow. Oh. Talking is going to go to PSG. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, number two, I got Kobe's 81 game. I mean, it's already been talked about. Number one, I have the retirement game, 60 on the Jazz, the most Kobe-ish way possible to go out. So I love that. I don't know where Ken went uh, exactly. He bought out like a gentleman. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then this is, left too, because like we... Like both the Kobe fans is, uh, is, 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 is gone. I, I feel get like, it. it was too much for them. It was, it's emotional. I feel I like it'd be wrong to not get Ken's list. So at some point when we post it, Ken's list will be on there. So we're just going in the show. I right guess. on out. We're going to ride on out. So we hope y'all enjoyed the show this week. Make sure that you rate, review, subscribe. Make sure you head to that YouTube. Subscribe to that. If you were listening to it and you want to just check out some parts that you heard us mention that sounded like they could be funny on video, just head over to YouTube, watch a little part, and, you know, keep on keep with the keep on. You ain't got to watch the whole thing if you don't want to, but it's an option for you. So make sure you guys subscribe to that. Uh, review us on iTunes, follow us on Spotify, do all that stuff. We need it on every single platform. If you don't follow us on social media, make sure you do that too. And tell a friend about us because we don't grow without y'all. So if you would like to follow me on social media, you can catch me. Wait a minute. On Twitter, Instagram, and PSN at Camille Monet, C-A-M-I-L-L-E-M-O-N-A-E, because... Your mom is fancy. Thank you, Fake Ken. <laughs> at Best Burn Realtor. That's all you get. Goddamn right. Uh, and this your boy. Oh, no, this is the intro again. Uh, K. Harris, 216. Twitter and Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Everyday Everybody. underscore gentleman. On Instagram? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Why don't you make all your stuff the same? You I keep telling him that. <laughs> he he changed his Instagram name and didn't change it to the same thing as the rest of his stuff. He said it was too long on Twitter, so he couldn't. Hello. <laughs> wow. Anywho, Tim. Uh, yeah. And it's your boy T I M K I N Z V number three, aka Ass Catchem, aka Mister Give It To Me. Uh-huh. <sighs> All right, peace out, though. I ain't got nothing else for you. All right, y'all. <laughs> Have a good one. Be safe. Yep. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Break Media.